too. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to have some fun? I'm all about having fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, boy, is this great. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all gonna have so much fun, we'll need plastic surgery to remove our smiles. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party! Feed us drinks! Get us laid! Wait a minute, there's no birthday party for me here. Hey bro, you mind putting on some pants and find a little weirdo I have to dance twice? Do you wanna know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Are those sad tissues or happy tissues? like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamine. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women call me quit with scripts And find a nest in the hills Chill like Flint Buy an old drop top Find a spot to pimp Then I'm a kid Rock it up and down your block With a bottle of scotch And watch like Buy a yacht with a flag right. Chilling the most All right. The rock Is that okay? that up and down the coast Alright Not as good as Kid Rock But not bad Alright Welcome everybody, it is Monday, May 15th, and we have new microphones here, or at least fixed microphones here, at the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the L College of Business can do for you, including helping you get your MBA in just 12 months. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the eastern part of the Mississippi and the western part of the Mississippi. You know us better as the Big X. Trevor Kelsey's here. Uh, with me on a Monday afternoon as we kick off the week and we recap the weekend that was in the world of Cardinal Athletics, the city of Louisville, and the world uh, in general. TK, how are you? You look uh, you look happy. You look well-rested. How was the Mother's Day weekend for you? I'm sure it was was lively. How was Nancy's uh, Mother's Day? Um, pretty pretty laid back. Pretty Shocking start to the week. There's your sticker on here, I just noticed. They threw away my notepad again. Yeah, there's like a sticker in here, just like King of King. I don't know what this is supposed to mean. <laughs> they gave so we, we the microphones that were broken were fixed. I'm hoping this is sounding okay because the you sound okay to me. Okay, let us know on the text line. Probably. I like a, yeah. You have a new mic. Mine's normal mic. Yeah, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Let me know if this sounds like crap. Let us know because for the last few months, the red mic, which is on well, behind inside baseball here, yeah, the red mic, which is on the other side of the table, is the only one of the four mics in the studio that has worked and sounded normal. So I've had to pull it like all the way over. And do the show, but the yellow mic, which is directly in front of me, appears to be fixed. It appears to be new. So if it sounds okay, this is a, a solid development. But I guess like the the give and the take here, the quid pro quo was we're gonna fix your mics, but we're gonna throw away another one of your notepads. So I now have no paper to write on in the studio. Well, I got some paper here if you need it. Yeah, I, I, I just grabbed some sheets of paper from out there. So yeah. unfortunately, I don't think we need the. They do hate your notepad. Don't they, they really do. I don't think we need the Bellarmine uh, men's and women's basketball broadcast format from last October. So I'm just gonna write on the back. Uh, of I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, what happens you make an assumption. Go nights. Is these? So some of them come here in a couple months and be like. What happened to my be- my my, my Bellarmine? That was our template for next season. <laughs> so they've cleaned here. Clearly, is the iHeart TK and Dust still? It is. 
And they've cleaned, and they've cleaned everything they've cleaned over everything here. Besides and that. they've left that corner and they added a sticker of some kind over here. I kind of feel like whoever cleans the studio listens <laughs> oh, to the, the show. Oh, it's the Wi-Fi password. Oh, there's a new Wi-Fi password. Oh, well. Are you on it? No, no, I got it last week. Oh, okay. The Because okay, the, okay. the Wi-Fi wasn't working at all in Troy. It was when I was in here and you were still doing your whatever you do in the car before the show. And pump, <laughs> pumping yourself up, listening to ACDC. And Troy, <laughs> I, just the base. I was like, the, the Wi-Fi like, doesn't, doesn't show up on my computer anymore. And he's like, oh, we got some new ones. So I got, the, I, I got that last week. But it would have been nice if you could have passed that along last week before I had to go two days without it. Oh, we get the sticker up here now. But back to, uh, back to what everyone was really waiting on for bated breath to find out how Nancy's Mother's Day went. Yes. Uh, didn't go out anywhere. Didn't do, didn't, we just, uh, we, we did order some, uh, some nice big steaks. This is all shocking information. I know. I know. You ordered steaks that your mom had to cook for herself? No, no. Side? She asked her what she wanted. She wanted Cattleman's. Okay. So, and she actually ate, she got a 20 ounce ribeye. Good Lord. She told me, I got a 20 ounce sirloin. I only finished half of it. But, uh, I, <laughs> I did get her, we didn't go out, but I got her a gift. I bought her a, uh, a full day, uh, spa treatment at the Omni. Nice. Yeah, the, whatever there is, which. Is that, well, from from the Google searching is the best place available in Louisville. That's where we went. By my credit card, ago. it is definitely better be the best. Yeah, <laughs> it's not cheap. From seeing that, yes. Yeah. So, uh, but I did that, and of course, they are kind of booked up, so she can't actually use it for like another like two weeks because of there. Like, I wanted to get her an appointment, like she'd lie. You just I had to deal with some of the appointments. So it's stuff. funny you say that. I, part of Mary's gift was I got her a massage, and they didn't have anything available till July first. And this was like two weeks ago when I called, so <laughs> yeah. I was like. Happy Mother's Day in a month and a half. Yeah, no, that's what I was You get a free Saturday to yourself. Enjoy. Oh, uh, well, you, you got a weekend. I had to do like on Thursday afternoon. I basically called. That's how I got, that's how I got it probably earlier than you did. I knew it was going to be bad because when Mary booked like the, the massages we got for our, like, the, you know, she, she booked like that like two months in advance. Oh, yeah. And so I called and I was like, I'm looking for like the next Saturday availability of the year. This is like, the, this is like Derby. This is the beginning of Derby week. So it's like the beginning of May. And they're like, you're going to hate us, but July 1st. And I was like. Book it up. Let's oh, do it. Saturday afternoon, the day before the Mother's Day. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I was just out of curiosity, do you have anything available on tomorrow? And they're like, I can swear I can hear just <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> this poor son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. We've got a, it's clear tomorrow. Come on in anytime. Just walk on in. I'm like, really? No. Uh, but I got that. And I know I told you I'd gotten her this. And I have to show you the video of it because I like, like a goober. I videoed it. Uh, for those that don't like get the ads on you, Facebook, I bought the, uh, I got tricked into getting one of those boxes that you like. You open it oh, up, right. and it blows up like butterflies and all this stuff. There's like cake in it. I see those are all over my social media. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's just one night. I, I have many many vices, and one of my bad habits is being just way too baked at like three in the morning and buying things and not remembering it till the next day. It does happen, and, and usually it's like you know a San Jose Shark shirt or a Blue Jays T shirt or ice cream, you know, astronaut ice cream or something like that. It's usually something along those lines, but apparently this time I was like, hey, that'll be fun for mom. Like, I don't know why I thought that, even though she did like it. Uh, <laughs> so I, I did buy, I got the box. I got, and it was like, you must refrigerate this. I'm like, okay. That's what it says on the box. Like, refrigerate once upon a, uh, when, when getting this, refrigerate it right away and then, and then defrost it for uh, like 30 hours before giving it. I'm like, this seems really complicated for a box that just has like a little cake in it. So I like put it in the fridge. Mom's like, "What's in the box?" I'm like, "Nothing, Brad Pitt." And so, so Mother's Day I gave it to her, and I, she opened it up. And got her mom. She's like holding the side of the box when she pulls the lid up, so like only half of it like pops open, oh. <laughs> and the butterflies kind of fly everywhere. There's like a little bunt cake in there. 
I always wondered. It was. It was. So it, did it work like it does in the? Yeah, like if she had like lifted it up without her holding her hand. I'll show you the video in a second. Okay. Or at the break, um, if she hadn't held her hand right there, it would have like opened up completely. Okay. But like she, if, but she had her hand on. But if you pull it like right off, like jerk it off. Okay. Wow. Uh, all the butterflies will fly out. So I've seen those that video like a billion times, like Sex all the done wrong all right over there. social media. And I always felt like it was one of those things that it's just it's not gonna work like no, it does. Like I, those are like the best of submissions, and then it's not gonna like. So I'd be so afraid I was gonna spend that money. First of all, I would never do that. But oh no! Props to you for for getting high and, and making that happen. No, the, the pro, that company needs to thank the good people of THC because, not to mention, do you know how much the thing costs? Too much. Yeah, it's like sixty five bucks. That's too much. I don't even know. I was like, what did I? What was I thinking? I was like, no more of this strain. When you told me, I like, had, I looked had at the, the same thought. I was like, really? <laughs> I looked at looked at what I was using that night. I'm like, I'm putting you away forever. And next thing, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'll, end up, I'll end up using this too much this one night and wake up married or something. The impulse purchase. Set, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll just save this for like, you know, yeah. We'll just give this to somebody when, I, when it's my birthday around in my time or something. Just call this the don't get on IG. <laughs> don't. don't. Don't stroll, don't you'll be trolling on Facebook at three in the morning and come across five straight reels of the videos of people demonstrating how it works. And you're like, that does actually sound cool. Well, as long as right you between the videos it, of the girls doing the uh to the dance of uh the naughty song, yeah, as long <laughs> as she enjoyed it, that's all that she did. She liked it, she laughed, that's good. That's and she good. was like, I gotta pick this up. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> well, all that matters is Nancy's happy, she's you now. For now. Well, that's the, hey, for now is the best you can do. That's all, all you can take care of. In a couple right weeks now. when that spa treatment comes through. There you go. So, it, it, that was, and that was the, the weekend that was at Kelsey Manor. Yeah, that. Watch some movies. Told you I watched Seabiscuit for some reason. Kraken, advanced the game. The Kraken, oh, it's all. We were ready tonight, baby. Can't believe you're not wearing a Kraken shirt. Uh, I only have like two and they're still in the laundry. Yeah. I need to pull them out. It's all, it's all right. They don't, need, they don't need me to wear one of my shirts. We're going to pull it through regardless. Vegas is waiting on us. Which why? Why did I just realized last night they're the Vegas Golden Knights, not Las Vegas? Just branding. I mean, okay. I mean, what the the, the Raiders are Las Vegas Raiders. But I mean, you know, San Francisco Giants, San Francisco Golden State was in San Francisco for a long time, and now they're just. I'm, just I'm pretty State. sure they're the San Francisco Giants. That's what I'm saying. Like they're San Francisco, but like Golden State in San Francisco is still Golden State. Well, like, yeah, yeah, but it just moved. To San it's San just a branding. They've been in Oakland for years, though. right? But they, you know, they're Bay Area. Then the Angels have been Anaheim, right. Orange County, it's all, California. It's all just branding. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it works. Um, but usually it's, yeah, I guess. Usually it's a state. Usually when they don't use the city, they use a state, though, normally. They just dropped half the city name. You don't have... Oh, you have I, I don't know what to tell you, Trevor. It, it's just it, it's the way that these things work. It's just, it's just branding. This is a future enemy of mine. I need to know why I'm pissed off at him. Well, we'll see. I don't know. You guys got some work to do tonight. <laughs> Speaking of work, to you, you were probably out doing a lot more work for Mother's Day than I was yesterday. We had a lot going on this weekend. It was a busy weekend. Um, no time for Sea Biscuit. No time for Sea Biscuit. <laughs> Poor it was a, a fun Friday night. We were just out and about, like letting the kids run around and doing a bunch of stuff, playing with the neighborhood kids. And then Saturday, we ran a billion errands. Um, there was a like, there was a little like, um, I don't even know what to call it. Like, a, it's like a pop up thing. There's this new kids youth swimming facility that's opening up right by the Target off of uh, off of Westport Road and Hubbard's. Which is right by us, and so they had yeah. like a a bounce house, and like a fire truck was there, and face painting and all this stuff. This is in the parking lot. Yeah, it, 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 well, but right right next to like where the place is going in, right next to Target. So it sounds like you know, in theory, it sounds like it's going to be like that's great, a great way for the kids to blow off some steam. The reality is, it's like 
the face paint line is like 45 minutes long, oh, which is, of course, what Virginia wants to do. <laughs> so it's Mary standing in line, me keeping John from like running into the oncoming traffic in the Target parking lot, like <laughs> him just wanting to sprint to the parking lot or wanting to go into Target so he can play with the the automatic doors. Virginia then like having nobody to kind of watch over with her as she tries to get in the bounce house and freaks out about having dirt on her feet when she takes her shoes off. So it's just it's a disaster. Like I'm sweating up a storm. I'm like my heart rate's hitting like 180 as I'm trying to like handle both these kids. Like they're playing this little like they have this little fishing pond, like you know baby pond with like the, the toys that you find at like oh like the church little, picnics, the gold goldfish thing in them, like, kind of okay. Well, no, not real fish, but like you know magnetic fish. That's why I mean, yeah, yeah. like the old video game you keep building. And like you know the kids get their their lines tangled up like every five seconds, so oh, you can't yeah. leave them alone for two. It was just a total disaster. Virginia gets her face painted like Minnie Mouse. I put the picture up on Twitter over the weekend. She had, so, like we. She got mad because, like, we had to run around and run some errands after that. We got some some plans for our moms, and uh, Mary ran into Diggs' great little store to get something for her mom and uh, all this stuff. And, and so we were just trying to get ready for Mother's Day. And then Virginia, she noticed because she'd been running around, she sweats so much that she, um, like, part of her face paint had kind of, like, washed off. <laughs> so right when we get home, she wants to wash it all off because she doesn't have the same hearts on her cheeks that she used to. And if she's not full mini, she doesn't want to be mini anymore. And she like she goes quick, in the bathroom, quick, unbeknownst to us, and starts washing off her face paint by herself. Quick, quick question: How long was she wearing the paint compared to how long it took her to get the paint on? Oh, I mean, probably it took her like I mean, it's, forty-five it's far, minutes to get it painted. Like sitting in the chair. No, like the wait to, in line to get oh, the it. wait in line was like forty-five minutes. The actual like sitting there was like five minutes. Okay, so fifty minutes of it. Like she had it on for like a couple hours. Okay, 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 okay. but still not worth it. All right. But so she gets home and like unbeknownst to us, she goes in the bathroom and she's wanting to wash the the whole face paint off herself. And when she comes out, she looks like there's no other way to say this. <laughs> Minnie Mouse Hitler. She's got she's the, the paint from her nose has gone down to like form a perfect Hitler mustache right above her lip. Um, she's gotten most of it off of her cheeks, none of it off her forehead. And she just she looks like half mini, half Hitler. And it was a terrible look. So then we have to give her like a full on bath in the middle of the day. John is freaking John's still sick. He's been sick for like a, a week and a half now, off and on. Um so he we had to deal with that. So yesterday we're running around, we go to um to Mary's sister's house to hang with her family for her mom's mother's day, then we go straight from there to my parents' house to do their mother's day and it just it was it was a lot this weekend, but I mean, was, no one Disney Hitler could have been based. Minnie Mouse could have been based on Hitler. maybe she's just you know she's artistic. <laughs> she's paying homage to to Walt and his grand design. Hitler was a failed artist, so that was <laughs> that's what we did this weekend. It was just a ton of running around. Well, that was just on Saturday though. You didn't even got to Sunday, did you? Well, Sunday we did the Mother's Day stuff. Yeah, but that was still running around, right? It was a lot of running around, a lot of <laughs> yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot. I'm just, I like to think you probably did more physical activities in the time you were at Target than I've done in like six months. Saturday was a lot for sure. And then, you know, you get home and it's still like, you know, still a lot of the day left to, to try to figure out stuff. So I went up to Penny and Pearl's, got cookies um, for, for Mary for Mother's Day. Took Virginia there. Get her flowers, I assume. I did not get flowers for Mother's Day. Didn't do the flowers thing. Didn't, no. didn't go the the usual routine. Didn't... No, we have enough flowers right now. We're good. So I'd change it up a little bit. She, I knew. I mean, I knew my mom always gets her a big plant, and so I knew she's gonna get pseudo flowers from from my mom and from other people. So we got. I got her. Um, her got her cookies. Her big gift was like I did write in a card. I, I set up the spa, the the massage. But I was like, any Saturday after next one, because I'm going to the Reds game this Saturday, besides, <laughs> besides the, the next one, that you choose. Like, I'll, we, The three of us will be out the door no later than 10 a.m., and we'll be back 
no earlier than 8 p.m. Like you can choose to use those hours however you want. Like that's all she really nice. wants. Get um, get out a family free card or something exactly. for a day. And Mary's like, I just want the house to myself so I can clean the basement. I'm like, our dreams have faded so far in the last <laughs> five years. But uh, so I gave her that. You're, you're starting off. You're going to make that basement dirty. <laughs> no, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not. Uh, so the other and her other present, I got her like she's been. She went to the driving range. She's been hitting wiffle balls. So I got her like. A starter set of like women's golf clubs because mm-hmm. she uses mine. They're they're too big for her. So uh, she, I was like, yeah, yeah, this will be a, a, a nice little present. If you had the get the same gift for Father's Day that you give her the, the Saturday, ten hours. What what is Rutherford doing on that Saturday? That? I had one like a few weeks ago when she stayed in Springfield and I came home. I slept in late and then I literally cleaned and got like my house in order for like seven hours. It's terrible. Yeah, I know. It's not the way it nerds, used to be. Man. <laughs> I mean, trust the, the house gets so out of control so quickly, and just like there's no time to get some stuff like organized and some. I mean, stuff. when you say sleep in too, you woke up at like ten. <laughs> I mean, trust me, sleeping until ten, 10 is a dream. PM? <laughs> sleeping until 10, 10 is like the dream. But yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's not the way it used to be. It's not lying around and doing illegal stuff for the entire day and then. Just you know, passing out after passing you after out. you or after you bought two two NHL T shirts exactly and a, an exploding box. <laughs> Times have changed, but uh, wow, there's a give and a take. Kind of depressing me a little bit. It's yeah. like we're talking to you about basketball or something again. I mean, I I feel like I'm the football program. <laughs> I still like it. I still enjoy. It. I had my time to do. Yeah, like the basketball to live team. the other life, and, and I, I enjoy this now. It's there's a give and a take for sure, but I, I still are think you the, weeping. What? No, no, no. <laughs> I still think it's it's good. I enjoy this part of life. It's been it's been fun, uh, but definitely there's are times where you're like, yeah, it'd be nice to just you know, just I mean, just you don't have to clean other stuff. Just just chill out, lay on the couch, watch a couple movies. Trev, that is chilling out. Like that's <laughs> that's what it's become. Call a maid service to come over and clean around you as you're spending your day off. <laughs> no, I mean it's mostly just like organizing stuff that's gotten out of control. And. And lasts until what ten minutes after the kids get home and it's back no. Then. I mean, some of the stuff will last. Like you know, we have to move like clothes from entire section. Like there's still, we still haven't fully adjusted to Virginia moving from the nursery to her new room and John moving into the nursery. So like there's still like I've got clothes on in closets on like all three different floors of the house. We're trying <laughs> to fix that. It's just it's it's a lot. Stuff gets uh, stuff gets messed up. Uh, but we out. Nice to hear we both had good weekends. Hopefully everyone has out out there listening had a fantastic Mother's Day to all who were celebrating. We've got plenty to talk about today on a Monday. We, when last we spoke, Friday afternoon, Mackenzie and Baco shocked all of us at the like right yeah. at the end of the show. It was like five fifty-seven by picking Indiana. I think we still got some leftover reaction from that. We've got major high drama in the ACC. Louisville's been major left out of drama. the ACC Cool Club, uh, Cool Kids Club. We'll talk about that. Uh, Louisville baseball. Oof. It would tapped out, right? We've, um, we, I'm assuming we've tapped out. What do you mean we've tapped out? Just, just the seasons we we we've accepted the season is over. Well, I mean it, it's going to literally be over if they don't have a big weekend uh, this weekend, the final weekend of the regular season, and even then it's going to take a a win, a gigantic win in the ACC tournament in uh in next week for Louisville to keep its season alive. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. I think this is just the price of the joy of us getting Jeff Brom in the football program. For every Ying, there's a Yang. The Yang is like every other. You think the basketball team would have covered it all, personally? But I mean, no. Guess I guess I guess we had to pay a little bit more to the Piper. I guess I don't know what what's going on there. Uh, We'll react to the latest news from over the weekend in the NBA and the NHL, including John Morant. What are you doing? 
Um, <laughs> I like that. I, the NBA Alerts account just tweeted out as we were getting on the air, John Morant is no longer following Dick Vitale. <laughs> you got that. <laughs> it's the last straw. Uh, I just realized Dick Vitale is following me. Is he really? Yeah. I knew he tweeted at me a couple of times. I didn't realize he was following Ooh, me. I guess shot. he's forgotten our big feud of 2007, 2008. I guess he's just gotten over it. I learned I learned about uh, five minutes before I left the house today that if you apparently hold two buttons on the side of your phone together at the same time, it'll make an emergency call. Yeah. I had to, so I had my phone like kind of crammed in my cup holder. Why are you my... bringing this up? Where, 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 where did this come from? What, what part of what I was talking about? Because you just learned that Dick Vitale was following you. I just told you I learned oh, something. You're, oh, we're both learning things. Yeah, see? Okay. There's there's a rhyme to my reason sometimes. Okay. It didn't actually make the cost stop it. Don't worry. Good. <laughs> uh, we've got bowl projections out there as well. Louisville's getting some early love from Brett McMurphy. He likes us. He does. I mean, he seems to. We'll get to all that good stuff. <laughs> uh, we also want to hear from you today on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. Reminder, Thornton's hooking you up with the best deals in the city from any gas station. If you need to save money at the pump, at any one of the 65,699 area Thornton's locations, download the Refreshing Rewards app today. It's going to save you money at the pump and then also save you money inside. If you want a fountain drink that's 32 ounces or smaller, you can get one at Thornton's for just 89 cents. It's the best deal in the city. Big old drink for less than a buck. Stop in there, get some gas, get a big drink, uh, get a, I don't know, donut, sandwich, whatever you want. Then text us at 502-414-1450. Why is Twitter DMs? I don't know. Exactly. I was more curious what, like, there was... I've got, I, like, seven DMs today. I don't know if that's... Which is very rare. I was getting all the throwback player names on mine. Bo Jackson, Brendan Roy, and Kerry Wood. And it turns out it was one of those generic uh, three questions. You can choose one player to have an injury-free career. Who is it? Ken Griffey Jr. And, like, the picture that... The best part about it is the picture they use with the question is Odell Beckham. Like, I wouldn't really claim injuries ruined his career. It's just he had one catch in one season, and he's been over... Overrated you hate Odell Beckham. He sucks. He's about to be a pro bowler. But like if that but also if, if you're gonna do that, like that play that game, really Brandon Roy's the first name you think of. Like, I mean, I wouldn't even count him like in the top five of NBA players to use that that on like He got broken by Louisville. Anthony Hardaway, Bernard Keane, Ralph Sampson. I mean, these are names that a players whose injury I, w- I would probably add it to over Brandon Roy. Anybody born after nineteen fifty in your mind? Oh, Anthony Hardaway wasn't born in 1950. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I didn't do the math in my head. I was like, he came out like 92, so he's, he's more at least a seven, like the six piece. Hey! <laughs> like, <laughs> the other two you're probably maybe right on, though. <laughs> no, maybe not. They're probably at least born in the 60s, too. <laughs> Bo Jackson's a good one, though. Bo Jackson is a good one. Yeah. The, the Bengals paid for that, though. They ended his career with their last playoff win. It took him 30 years to get a playoff win. That's one of those rare, like, huge moments of sports in my youth that I remember I was watching the game. Like, like one of those rare, like, oh, I, I watched it live. Because it was such a, like, seemingly just harmless hit. Yeah, know? it was. It was just, you, you, you drags him down, you're thinking, eh. And he gets up kind of limping, and you're like, eh, this won't be that big of a deal. And then he's done. Like, they, they start talking about how serious it is. I remember watching that game up in my parents' bedroom and being like, you know, I was, like any kid, was very into Bo. I uh, did not like the Bengals because, again, I remember one time my dad said he thought Boomer Sison was dumb. And, like, as a kid, that just sticks with you. <laughs> Whenever your your dad says stuff like that, you're like, oh, I can't I can't be a Bengals fan now. Boomer Sison's not a very smart person. Um, and then watching Bo get hurt was uh, – I remember that, that vividly. Just a freak hip injury that like, doesn't allow his yeah, to, to, to grow back. 
Super strange. I will. I want to play the game. If you could, who's the first one to come to your mind? If I was to give you that question, I said it, but like I, kind of jokingly. Oh. But, but Ken Griffey Jr. is probably would be mine. But that would always that would just be his Reds tenure. Not too. really. I mean, just like, I was a his, huge fan of his. I mean, he was he was healthy through the Seattle years, though, for the most part, right? He had the wrist broken wrist, like he that cost him like the season the year after. Like mm. he had a couple of. Uh, he was starting to get dinged up before he ever got to Cincinnati. I mean, there were because you remember like the first five years or so, they're talking about him like. Is he going to be the the conversation was is he going to be the greatest baseball player of all time? Yeah. Well, how old was he when he got through? He was almost thirty, right? I want to say he was like twenty eight, twenty nine. Almost, that's almost thirty, yeah. Because you mean. forget, like he started, he went straight 18, to the majors. Yeah. Like he was so young. I know. Uh, let's see. So, but he it was, was also in eighty nine too. You didn't get him to two thousand. So yeah, so he probably he, he probably was had to have been right around yeah, thirty. That's what I thought he was. I remember he he was wasn't a spring chicken, but in baseball terms, you would assume that he still had. Obviously, time left. Yeah, I mean it was a huge deal, um, but yeah, he yeah he he got he started his first in big major injury was ninety four, uh, and then ninety yeah he only played you're right he only played seventy two games in ninety five yeah, and then uh, he was he was exactly thirty when you got him actually there you go, I mean that is still I mean he, even with baseball terms Never I mean, thirty is still yeah. I mean oh two oh three oh four. All th- I remember all three of those seasons, he had season-ending injuries. Yeah, he barely played the first two seasons with you, and then was never played more than 100 games for three years in a row. It sucks. I mean, you can, and you do wonder if he'd, you know, maybe if he'd roided up, he could have been a little bit better. He could have been <laughs> stayed a little bit healthier. But he just never, ever. Come on, Griff. Yeah. <laughs> Take the tonic like you did in The Simpsons. The the one that I remember, because he had been so bad, and he was, he was starting to finally get healthy. And this is like 05, 06, like his mid-30s, where it's becoming like a – it's becoming a thing that Ken Griffey Jr. is never healthy, but he started to play a little bit better. And then he had the broken wrist when he was on vacation that summer with his family, like jet skiing or something. And it was like, well, this is, I was like, this is, I was like, this is just never going to work. Like, we, we're just never going to get what we thought we were going to get from this guy, which sucks. Nine years of Cincinnati. How many all star teams do you think? I know. I'm still gonna probably, I mean, I feel like he still was in, I'm going to say four. That's right. No, three. Three. Okay. I feel like because I knew he was still an All Star multiple times, even though it probably wasn't deserved. Weirdly, it was the first year, and then like the middle year, and then the last year. Man, it was kind of out. And then, and then he, I do. The next was, season, he was traded mid season. I remember I, I was on the radio when he got traded to the White Sox. I do remember there was one year where he was hitting like two oh eight, and like he was like in the he's like an All Star game starter. I'm like, maybe we shouldn't be letting players vote here. Maybe, maybe or the fans vote here. Maybe maybe this should be a little bit different. But Griffey comes by. Who comes to your mind? <sighs> Honestly, just I, I kind of I named some basketball players, and that's kind of where my mind goes, and the ones I named, but also one I didn't, and I think is like a Grant Hill, you know, someone who just I mean, you never know. I mean, he yeah. goes to Orlando, he blows up his Achilles, you know, he's never really the same player after that. Um, I can't think of any really like personally. Bill like, Walton's a good one. I think who's that? Bill Walton. People would say another one. Yeah, Greg who, Oden's kind of the modern Bill Walton. Great. Well, even even more so on staring times fifty. Really, with him. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's one like because I can't think of really Eagles. Of I mean, I guess I mean because Cunningham had some injuries the year, but none that like lasted. Like I, I don't know. I, I not, none that derailed his career to the, I guess to a point other maybe the Bryce Pop uh, hit uh, the first game after his MVP year and ended his season. Um. I mean, Jerome Brown was an injury. It was death, unfortunately. So, yeah, I can't. Pacer's not really. I mean, Miller stayed pretty much healthy most of his career. Rick Smith, once he got healthy in the early 90s, stayed healthy until he retired. So, 
I mean, right now, I would say, like, I, I would like... I mean, I would, most of them are the Zion, NBA guys I grew up kind of like. Zion's kind of modern, like, modern, like, right now, because he, in limited time, like, he's been good when he's been, like, fully healthy and fully in shape. He's just never been, like, healthy. It's been, like, 2% of his time in the NBA. Yeah. And I think I was very... I was really curious to see how his ridiculous, like, skill set, like, the odd skill set that made him so dominant in college was going to translate to the NBA level. And I, it's kind of looking like we're... Never going to know that whole 2019 draft class. I mean, you've got like John Morant, who's great, but can't stop showing guns on, on social media for some reason. <laughs> he did barely show it though. You've got his t- shout out to his friend, by the way, who tr- very quickly like pulls the camera away. He's like, What are you doing? Why are you doing this? I mean, you know, I, I, I we can get this out when it really popped my mind right now. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy, for I mean, sure. I mean, just but real quickly to finish the thought, it, the 2019 draft class, which was so you know, everyone's talking about the top five there, you've got. Ja, who can't stop showing the gun. You've got Zion, who can't stay healthy. You've got R.J. Barrett, who has had his own injury stuff and has been kind of up and down. I thought, he, thought he had, he's been pretty stable with the Knicks a little bit, hadn't he? I mean, I mean, kind of up and down. Like the top, Out of the top five, like Darius Garland might be the best, most consistent player in that in that draft. Who, by the way, was injured all through his one freshman year. Barrett like, played one game yeah. for Randy before. It just, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. But um, Yeah, Barrett. I mean, his numbers, 14, 17, 20, and 19. 70 games every season. Yeah, I mean, He's been soft. Now, you, again, you take those numbers as a grain of salt in today's NBA. Knicks fans are, yeah, very critical of it. Yeah, you average 19 points today's NBA. It's like average like nine in the real NBA. You always got to take 10 points off for like the lack of defense that they play. Come on, you are so old. Watching, looking at the stats today is like back in the old Fleer cards had like the per forty eight minutes numbers on it. You realize that every like <laughs> every generation has said the exact same thing when they've gotten into like their forties. They don't play defense anymore. They said it last decade. They said the decade before. They said the decade before that. Every generation thinks that they don't play defense like they used to. Well, the league wants this though. That's why you saw. They've the, also said that. That's why you saw the five years of hand checking rule that that gave us uh, the Harden era. You mean like not fouling? <laughs> <laughs> hand checks are fouls. Let them hand check. Uh, get, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about actual Louisville stuff here. Let's get to McKenzie and Baco. We'll talk about the ACC drama, Louisville being left out of the cool kids' table, all that good stuff, and more coming your way here uh, as we roll on on a Monday here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Foxy. Foxy. Now uh, I see you. I'm down on the I didn't actually mean for that to work out like that. <laughs> you are half right. Okay. I mean, w- w- what is tonight? Tonight is Monday, May 15th. To less specifics. <laughs> tonight is Monday. It's the Kraken night. It's Seattle game seven. All right, so we're just doing Seattle. So if, when, you want, when you want Seattle to bring out the best in game seven, we bring out the best they had to offer, and that's Jimi Hendrix. So we're just doing straight Jimmy today. It's all Jimmy. Did. I'm good with that. He's from Seattle, you know. He is. You know, he taught himself to play guitar as well. I did not know that. He bought a yeah. He bought a uh, guitar. He's, he bought a right hand. He learned to play right handed guitar as a lefty. 
I just watched the video that you sent of your mom opening the. It, it went better than you described. I thought. Yeah, that, like yeah. you can tell what she's like. If it worked. She's, if she's not holding like the side of the box though when she does it, she got the startled smile, which I think is the reaction that they're going for. It's like startled, uh, and I, then like, oh, this is cute. I thought you were gonna notice also she, which she, she's wearing a, a 1980s LRS shirt. It's from 1980. I love it. It's like build the bridge, like convince. That's how old that shirt is. I love it. I'm a big fan. It's like the original LRS, not like the version we had. <laughs> Let's talk. Um, we are we aren't coming up on the app. What does that mean? Make sure we should be on the air. Yeah, we're on the air. We're on the air. It's just you guys aren't coming up on the app. Curious if it's y'all or me. No other people are. I'm gonna go with so. you all. So I'm gonna go with I'm it's, gonna it's, you. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always go for it just to tell ourselves. Sometimes, sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not. Uh, let's talk a, a little bit. I know that some people don't want to hear this. I know some people don't want to get into this any more than we already have to because. If you've been anywhere on social media or you know, doing anything this weekend, you've probably gotten your fill of McKenzie and Baco talk. But we didn't really get a chance to discuss it because it happened. It happened like literally as I was signing off. You were like, "Oh my God, Baco, Indiana!" Well, he, he actually did early because we remember he was right. supposed to announce at six, and he we just got lucky and kind of caught it early. And well, un, or unlucky if you want to say wow. that because it was just like our holy bleep reactions as we were signing off. But yeah, it was like five fifty-seven. We found out McKenzie and Baco is going to Indiana, which means I think a couple of things for Louisville fans. The most, I think the the biggest is that you may see this kid on the court next season because Louisville's playing in that Empire Classic, uh, which also features the Hoosiers, Texas, and UConn. So there's like a you know two out of a, th- a three chance that you're going to play McKenzie and Baco uh, in November. And if he drops like forty on you, that's going to be a pretty bitter pill. Uh, Nobody's going to be shocked, right? The beginning of this, I mean, at this point, you almost expect it, but like, <laughs> I do really. Second, I, I think for like this kind of hurts Louisville fans more than if he'd gone to Kansas, because if he goes to Kansas, you know, it's Kansas doesn't lose a whole lot of recruiting battles. It, you know, they're number one, number two seed every year, won a national championship a couple of seasons ago. Uh, there was all the rumors about how much they were paying to have him not go on this visit and all this stuff. It seemed like that was the most realistic possibility. And that way you, you kind of chalk it up to ho-hum. It's Kansas. I get it. We're going to win our fair share of recruiting battles. Let's move on. But Indiana, you, know, you kind of see them as this program that they've been talked about so much in recent years for what Louisville does not want to be. Like, we don't want to be Indiana going two decades without going to a regional final and proud fan base, proud history, but just can't seem to get it right, all this stuff. And now they're beating you head to head for a five star recruit that you felt like you had a you you had an in on you had the the leg up on everybody when this kid announced that he was not going to go to Duke uh, a month ago and then they swoop in at the last second get a visit that you don't even get on uh, Derby nonetheless on Derby they take weekend. our Derby visit yeah we missed the balloon glow and uh, and and they end up getting him the, the the third thing the third reaction we don't need to do all these excuses like like. I think we can all agree the excuse that was out there because, you know, the the progression of, of the timeline here has gone from, hey, I'm hearing this kid's going to ask out of his letter of intent at Duke, and then it, he's probably going to come here. And then it was, he has asked out of his letter of intent here, it's going to be us or it's going to be the NBA. And then it was, he's taking these other visits, he's looking at St. John's, he may look at Kansas, but we're the leader. We've got the inside track because of this Nolan Smith connection. He recruited him to Duke, all this stuff. Then it was, he's taking a visit here. Don't worry about it. We get the last visit. We're going to lock him up. And then it was, you know, don't worry about how much he liked Indiana. Don't worry about how much he liked Kansas. We're going to get him. And then it was, oh, bleep, he's not even coming here because (laughs) Kansas paid him $4 million to not take a visit here. And 
I rolled my eyes at it at the time because kids aren't getting $4 million to commit to places. They're, no. they're, they're just not. And if you think they are, talk to anybody who's in the actual collective game or who's actually in college. They will tell you, like, that's just – it's not true. It's, it's somebody putting it out there to try to, to make a little bit of an excuse. $4 million to not take a visit is insane. And I, mean, I want it to be true because it would be hilarious if they paid this kid $4 million to not come to Louisville and then he ends up committing to Indiana. But now, you know, a- after – you know, that happens this weekend. People are saying, well, Mike Woodson's got the same agent as CAA got involved, and you know they are close to this kid, and they paid him to not take the visit to Louisville. They're actually the ones who pay. Like, can we just stop w- w- with this? I love how we're blaming them for these connections, yet our, all our excitement got excited because we had connections. Really. We had the inside track. Yeah, we had the inside track, but then, then the ball, the only reason we get them is because they had a better inside track, apparently. I mean, I can. I, I, real, real quick, just to, oh, yeah. to finish. Every single thing that we've heard during this kid's second recruitment has wound up to not be true. Well, so, other like, than the visits. <laughs> so, like, why should I believe anything that's coming out about that? I mean, I don't. I don't believe anything that's coming out of the Mbako camp. I don't believe anything that's coming out of the respective fans uh, who, who are recruiting this kid. What they're hearing, I, I don't believe anything that U of L is putting out there, strategically or not. Like, what, what's so bad about us just saying? If you want to just say we got beat out for this kid and we still have a top five class and we should be happy, that's the, that's the way to go about it. Because every time that you make – I mean, the excuses that were coming up for losing him to Kansas now make me look at these excuses for losing him to Indiana with a side eye because he wasn't going to Kansas. He clearly – when all this stuff was coming out, Kansas is paying him not to visit Louisville and Kansas is going to – we can't match their bag and all this stuff. Like, stop. Like, like clearly that wasn't true. Why should I now believe this second rumor that's coming about why he, he went to Indiana? The kid, whatever reason it, it happened, we got beat. We got beat out for a kid that we well, didn't we, on campus. I mean, it happens. We get beat to a game we barely didn't even show up to because he didn't get a visit. We didn't get a visit. I and, mean, I don't, and I don't know how much they were in contact, contact with him, but, I mean, the fact we didn't even get a visit just. And the one thing that I, I really, if you take nothing else away from this conversation, I, I want you to take this away because there's so much noise out there that just doesn't seem to be true. And I don't have the inside track like with the program. What I can tell you is I can't. T- I have talked to people that are in the collective, that, that are at the heart of our money-making and money-driving mission right now in UofL with, when it comes to the NIL stuff. And there's become a narrative out there that we're, we're, we're cash poor right now. We don't have money with men's basketball. We spent it all. We used it all to get Trenton Flowers and Dennis Evans, and we just could not compete with I've been here now we just could not year. compete with Kansas and Indiana when it came to this specific recruitment. After reaching out to some people and being like, how much truth is there? That we have plenty of money <laughs> within the men's basketball program. There is still a very large pool of money for Kenny Payne to work with when it comes to recruiting the 2024 class, when it came to recruiting McKenzie and Baco, when it comes to reaching out to players in the transfer portal. NIL is not the issue here. I love the seller cap talking college sports. <laughs> it's a lot, and I get it. And I, I get that it's a convenient excuse. But it, the people who are actually in charge of providing this money to Kenny Payne and company, they're all saying he's got money to work with. No, I believe you. I, look, I'm, I, I, I mean, again, for the last several years, we've been hearing the concept. You have no money. You can't do this. You won't be able to do this. You won't be able to get rid of Chris Mack. You have no money. You can't. Hire this guy. You can't get rid and of. And that's U of L. That's that's it's a little bit of a different. I know, but still, it's just. I and mean, we, but, we, there, some of that has been true. But there's always money. There's all whether it be in the banana stand or not. There's always going to find money, and so I'm I'm never going to really worry about that. Whereas me is again, you just don't even get a visit. I mean, you can't even get him to come here and like hang out for a day. 
I mean, I clearly, I mean, you, I mean, you had him on the schedule, but you, you, you let IU just basically not even let him come here. Yeah. And, and I compared it a little bit last week to, you know, the DJ Wagner stuff, kind of the, the same timeline of where, you know, oh, we, we've got him. We, we were going to do this. It's, it's a gimme. Well, we, we might, yeah, he, he, there's rumors he might not come here, but you know what? He's going to make a visit here and we'll get it all good once he gets a visit here. And, oh, you know, you know, DJ really hates his grandfather. That's why he didn't come here. Then <laughs> he got paid $4 million by Kansas not to visit. I mean, so far right now, all the all the guys that we're supposed to get because of these these hires we've made in the coaching staff, the only one that's come through is Karan Davis with Danny Manning. Well, no, I mean that, that's not true. We, we we've landed. We have a top five class coming. I know. Like, we, we got Trenton Flowers. Trenton Flowers recruitment is a big deal, and to get him and to be able to, to reclass him for this upcoming season is no small feat. And I think it's fine. I, more. I think it's fine to sit there and say, "Look, we're not going to get every kid." We have a top five class in Kenny Payne's first full recruiting cycle. Part of that was done with the NCAA cloud still being out there. Like, what do you guys want? We are recruiting very well right now. There's no way around it. Like, we are at the high school level. We are recruiting very well. We have the second rate, highest rated class since we've been doing recruiting rankings. We've got a couple of kids who are five stars according to some services um, and high fours according to the others. Like, you can sit there and say we can't get mad about every kid because. We're doing pretty well. You can also sit there and say, DJ Wagner, AJ Johnson, Mackenzie and Baco, a couple other times we've had kids that have been painted by certain factions of the fan base as like, we've got this kid locked up. It's a done deal. Right. And then we haven't even gotten them on campus. That's, that's kind of an issue. Um, I mean, Carter Bryant never, he he did come to, to campus and, that was one where it didn't seem like there was any sort of bad blood or excuse making. We just got beat up by Arizona because he, he wanted to go there. But there've been a couple. There've been a few times where you know we've gotten all this these these vague tweets and this vague reporting, and sometimes it's been national guys weighing in like Wagner's going to go there, AJ Johnson's going to go there. They're the leaders. Mbako's going to go there. They're the leaders. And then we haven't even gotten a visit, and it's just been like, were we even really competitive? And what, what exactly is going on there? So I think that that's the frustrating part for you know the, the portion of the fan base that doesn't see things as all sunshine and rainbows right now with the men's basketball program. I think that both those things can be true. And at the end of the day, it's going to come down to how improved we are this season. And I don't, I don't know what's going to, you know, we'll keep having the conversation about this final scholarship. What are we going to do with it? There are now rumors out there that they're going to put Hersey Miller back on scholarship. The, the snip Jokingly snap, say that last week. The snip, snap, snip, snap could continue. I don't think that that's what's going to happen. I think that they're going to wind up waiting and seeing you know, who comes back after this draft process, who becomes available. Um, can we go out there and get a, another, a, a big guard that becomes available that can really help us next season? I think that's what's probably going to happen, but who knows? I mean, we all thought that last year they were going to use the, the last two scholarships they had, and then they ended up just being like, well, we might get punished. Uh, we'll save these and we'll give one to Hersey. So who knows? But as of right now, I, I think that there is, as is the case, like 99% of the time when we're having sports discussions, there are things that you can be positive about and there are certainly things that you can be negative about. I don't know why we have reduced ourselves to being like <laughs> making this a political thing where it's like you got to be 100% positive or you got to be 100% negative. I love the fact that we have this top five recruiting class coming in. I think that there have been a couple of times where it seemed weird 
that we've had this inside track and then we haven't even gotten kids on campus. And I also think that the the roster construction, which we've talked about ad nauseum on the show, leaves some of the same holes that we saw last year. I am going into the season with an open mind. I'm hoping for the best. I certainly am a little bit, I think we both described ourselves as like cautiously pessimistic about this upcoming year, which I, I, I don't understand how you can't at least be a little bit of that after watching what we watched last year. But you can't just you, you also just can't gloss over the fact that we have some some really talented young kids coming in this season. Now, if you want to complain about the fact that you don't build rosters in, in that manner anymore with young kids, I can see that argument as well. This is there are levels to this bleed. That that's the whole point here. It's not just a surface thing. I think it's fine to be upset about McKenzie and Baco. I think it's also fine to be upset about McKenzie and Baco and then turn around and say, you can't get them all. We've got a five-star class. Let's try and move on to whatever we're going to use the scholarship for. But I, I also hope that we can all agree that the whole, like, all of the false stuff that was out there about it's a lock, it's done, wait for this, can't wait till you see you guys see what Mbako's going to do, it didn't do anybody any favors. It didn't. Well, it never does. It just riled everybody up unnecessarily. If we had gone into this thinking that we weren't the heavy favorites to land this kid and he'd wound up going to Indiana, it'd be a, like, well, that sucks. And it wouldn't be this whole, like, what a disgrace. Like, Nolan Smith sucks. Like, none of that would have happened. This could have all been easily avoidable. Uh, e- easily avoided. And, unfortunately, that's that's not what, what transpired there. Any additional thoughts from you, TK? No, you wrapped it up. You think? <laughs> I mean, where are you? Like, where, where are you? Are, are you legitimately upset about Mackenzie and Baco? A little bit because of me is a top ten kid, and I mean, it, 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 he seems to be from you know just grasping what you've said, and you know from what I understand, he can be kind of one of those an impact freshman is a one one and done impact freshman. Not saying that you know this that couldn't be from Evans and Flowers, but. I'm also not expecting it from Evans and Flowers, especially Evans more so than even Flowers, who's, who's you know recommit, you know reclassifying as, yeah. as is. So, I mean that that does worry me because I mean, I, and you know, I'm not I, I, I'll eat crow, I don't mind, but you know, I'm not I'm not big on Sky, so I mean, I, I want to be proven wrong about that. I'm going in that a little more negative, maybe behind the eight ball than some should, but you know, move that ball out of the way and and tell and smack me in the face and tell me I'm wrong. Uh, or make me show me that I'm right for one of the rare moments. Either let, way, let me ask you this. So I guess that, that's you, one of the reasons why I was kind of hoping to get him. Because what are you most confident about when it comes to next season? It can't be worse than this. Season. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> I mean, roster wise, what are you most confident about when it comes to next season? The strength of the, of this team. Hoping that James moves forward, and I I, I would like to say the same for Trainer, but I think. Trainer's kind of at his ceiling a little bit. I mean, we know we can get out of him when he's good and, and just maybe at best get it consistent more than, than just, you know, every few games. Um, And I guess, again, this doesn't mean we're harping on what I've seen because that's how I am, but with Hundley Hatfield, yeah. you know, he, his, his watching him play last year was as frustrating as this team in general. It was all in a nutshell. And you, you I think, I can't think of a comparison better than when you called him the, 610 VJ King because it's kind of what it was all season. Like you see that potential, you see that skill set, you see that ability, and you're like, this guy could be like a 16, 17 point scoring guy if he wanted to put his, you know, head to it. And he was a dominant first two minute of the game player. Yeah. And then he just, and then of course the injury. So I guess obviously those three things, I mean, I, I'm intrigued to see, you know, what I'll see out of Flowers, out of Evans. 
Uh, who am I forgetting? Out of the sky, obviously. Karan Davis. Uh, who am I forgetting? Williams, Glenn. Williams, get well. Glenn and Williams. I, I, I can already ex- not expecting them to play a whole lot next year, but, uh, but nonetheless. Uh, so yeah, I guess really the main three I just named then would be the ones I'm, I'm cautiously. Trey White. Optimi- yeah, Trey. Trey White. Could, there's one I, I'm looking forward to because I've seen enough out of him at USC. Yeah, but I mean. Everyone else, like Sky, except we saw very little, and the little, little we saw wasn't really making me think anything higher than I am of thinking about Brandon Hundley Hatfield right now. I, I think, and again, this is we're all guessing. No, oh, I thought we so ever do. If you want to say like I don't, I've got significant issues with Sky Clark. I can't push back against that. I think he's going to be good. Like I, I think he's going to be fine. Um, I mean, I'd love for him to prove me wrong. Like I said, Mo- yeah, I think Gomer smacked me across the face and tell me I'm an idiot. I mean, I, I'll take it. We're doing 22, 22 radio again where every comment I make is like, I'd love to be wrong about this. It's like, that's going to be this summer again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I think that Sky, I, I think if we have issues again this year, I don't think it's going to be because of Sky Clark. And I say that fully recognizing that that could be complete wrong because we just don't have enough information at our disposal to form a very reasoned, well-reasoned opinion on that. Like, I, I think that I'm with you on on Mike James taking a step forward, and also like he'll help with the leadership. The trying to, you know, there was so much talk last year about culture, 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 and it's hard for that to be continued when you get rid of eight of the thirteen scholarship players. And James is the one guy who I think stepped up and kind of became this pseudo leader. But it's hard to be a leader as a redshirt freshman playing your first full season of college basketball. I think he'll take on a leadership role this year. I think also I think the hope is that he'll improve enough when it comes to ball handling that he can be more of a help as that secondary guard than he was last year. Or just, just be able to put the ball in Cause right now he's a spot shooter or a post guy. There's no, he, he's not taking you off the dribble. He did it a little bit last year. Not, like just not with, with brute strength. I mean, they, <laughs> they called ISO situations for him more than any other player late in the year besides L Ellis, because he was like, that was, that became his game was taking guys right hand dribble, putting the head down and then finishing in the lane. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not big of the, the, yeah, the, the just to put your head down and just, Power to them. I mean, and that's I mean, that's the kind of the Kentucky style. Like they they, they want him to play that sort of Harrison. I, that was role. what I was gonna yeah. exactly. And then you know, I was never a big fan. Well, why wouldn't I be a big fan? He sucked as a point guard. And that's Aaron Harrison. They did go to two Final Fours in t- their only two years in college. No, oh, well. I, I think we'd all take a Final Marcus Four. Marcus Teague won a championship. He sucked as a point guard. We'd all take a Final. <laughs> well, uh, we would take Marcus Teague on this team too. We tried. Yeah. At least I know on another team. At least I mean we need to lower the expectations a little bit here, Trev. We're talking about <laughs> we won four games last year. I think we would take the Harrisons or Marcus Teague uh, on next year's team. I know who we won't get on next year's team. Who's that? Jack Edlin. He's committed to Western. I I, I was going to say that. It was on the list of stuff to talk about. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to, to step on your toes there. Male high star going there. He's a preferred walk on uh, going to WKU. Or watched him in the St. Matthews Little League when he was playing like as a four year old with six year olds. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, he played, started as a freshman point guard at Ballard, which is insanely tough to do. Uh, his little brother's also a baller, but he was he, probably the best shooter in the seventh region. Going to Western as a walk on, playing for the new coach out there. He's he a little size uh, for that he'll, level. He'll be better than Rick Stansberry because Rick Stansberry sucks. Slick Rick, slick Rick. Um, <laughs> we'll take some text. That we, we don't have a whole lot of time to get to text here. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. Uh, so I, I'll mention this really quickly before we go to break. I got my Reds present over the weekend. You're right. Huh? Remember the Reds follow me on Twitter? And then oh, they, yeah, that's right. They hit yeah. me up. They were like, you know, what's your address? What's your shirt size? I think you probably know where this is going. And I was like, I have no idea where this is going. <laughs> like, it sounds kind of creepy, actually. But yeah. So then, like, <laughs> this weekend, it actually kind of got ruined for me because it was Saturday. We're running around doing errands, and Danny sends me a, a text with, like, a link to 
this radio girl who, who like had posted this video of her opening up this box and getting the Reds have these new City Connect jerseys that they unveiled this weekend. And he's like, he's like, dude, if this is your present, that's going to be sick. I'm like, it probably is. I'm assuming. So I get home. I've got the box there. Open it up. It is like the City Connect jersey that they unveiled. They're going to wear every Friday for the rest of the season. And it's got my name on the back. Number 23. I would have picked five, but that's okay. 23 is fine. They didn't know what Why 23? I, I, I feel like everybody that I saw had 23, like all the media members that they'd okay. given it to. And then like the hat that they're wearing, which I cannot pull off at all. But it was very, very nice of them. Yeah, I mean, you don't even cover the team. I know, but I'm a fan. <laughs> Blue Jays don't send me anything. Well. You want me to say, Trey? I want I want somebody in Toronto to send me something. So you know they have this whole thing like share. I'm your, wearing a shirt right share, now. Share on your social media. <laughs> include these hashtags. And so I go. So I start like that night. I'm like just curious. I'm like I'm searching the Reds likes on social media, seeing like who else got this. And I'm like, okay, like this radio woman who I've not heard of. Like my tweet got more likes than her. And I'm like, oh, Mo Eger. I got more likes than him. Lance McAllister, more likes than him. The mayor of Cincinnati, more likes than him. I'm like, this is incredible. And then I see Kirk Herbstreet, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, I got one twentieth of the amount of likes as, as as Kirk Herbstreet, so I was not. Didn't Lance McCauley play baseball? Was he a former player? I don't know, but he's big radio guy in Cincinnati. But that was it was very nice. Now I've got this weekend. I'm going to the game with my old uh, baseball buddies to watch you know, Dylan. The, he's the hitting coach for the Yankees, and you're going to wear the jersey. But that's the question now. We're sitting in the family section, and my buddy on Twitter, who's like kind of organizing the whole thing, is like. Can't wear that jersey next week. And like then Danny immediately is like, you're hilarious. He's wearing the jersey. So like, all my Reds friends want me to wear the jersey. <laughs> and all the people that we're going to this game with are like, you can't wear the jersey. I don't I feel like I've, it's very much a lane from Seinfeld. I don't want to get tossed. But it's also a Reds home game. So it's not like it's not the same thing. I, I would say wear the jersey, but something tells me you're going to you're gonna chicken out and not do it. Well, probably not. I, I, see, the thing is, like, I don't think I would even wear the jersey. Like, the jersey is very, very cool. But like I'm not a big jersey guy i'm also like yeah, but not, a baseball jersey is just a t-shirt anyway this is not a t-shirt i mean it's like full-on well like, it's a button-up t-shirt yeah I mean. it's, it's very different than there's nothing t-shirt about i mean there's there, what are you talking about is a t i mean it's two sleeves it covers you up and just button it on so, so, so i mean the football jerseys are more t-shirts than baseball jerseys well i mean so one's a button no basketball's no that basketball's not even in the same there's argument. buttons on t-shirt what t-shirts are you wearing that you don't have all button, the way down? You know, well shirts that button up those aren't t-shirts they're just no t-shirts i mean it they're different kind of. Uh, uh, they're button-up shirts, Trevor. They're very. It's like, it's like saying like black people and Whoa. white people are the exact same race. <laughs> Sometimes I'm Michael Jackson. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what? This is, so a T-shirt can. What does the T stand for? What? What does the T stand for? The shape. Well, a button-up shirt is still the same shape, right? It's not a T-shirt though. It's a button-up shirt because it's got buttons. So, it's a, so does a golf shirt not count as a t-shirt either? No. It's a polo. It's a t-shirt. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's just a shirt. It, they, it is a shirt. I'll okay, I'll, I'll drop the T. It's a shirt. Yes. But you, but, a, but a basketball jersey is not even a It doesn't even have sleeves. So, I mean, it's a tank. So, it's so tank. You, can't, you can't compare it. I mean, football I get, but, but you can't compare basketball. It's a tank top. I mean, it, I, they're both <laughs> equally not shirts. <laughs> but baseball jersey is more closer to a shirt. The point is, like, whatever you said at the beginning of this was completely wrong. So, also, did you looking closer at those videos of the other media members and see if their numbers, like, maybe they just the only one who didn't get the twenty three was Mo Aker, who got eleven. Okay, I I was gonna say why. I say maybe they went in order by like how much they cared about you. Like, you see somebody one, two, three. I would have been been like that. Would have been way. However many they gave, I would have been very close to the bottom. I know that. 
But Mo Egger was the everyone else got twenty three. Mo Egger got eleven. I don't know why. I don't know if that's like a thing for him. But what about the twenty three too? That's not, it's not Nike. I assume it's or I was gonna say maybe it's because it's twenty twenty three. That's probably oh yeah, that may be it too. That, that's probably you're probably better at that because these City Connect jerseys. I didn't know. How, I knew that they did them. That teams were doing them like every random year. I didn't realize how big of a deal they were. Like, people are going, of it. people are going nuts over this, this stuff. Like they're like, oh my god, I can't believe, like the, the Red City Connect jersey, the unveiling. Like they, you know, it's uh, it's a big deal. But yeah, I'm kind of out of touch when it comes to that stuff. But thank you to the Reds. You and me both. We love you. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want a City Connect shirt. Yeah. Step the game up, Blue Jays. Make a play. <laughs> yeah, I mean. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get some thoughts from you guys on the Thornton Sex line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and When this thought, when you were younger, if you, did you know anybody named Joe? And every time you meet him, like, hey, oh, yeah. John. In high school, my buddy Joe Scola, <laughs> golf champion. I, every single time I saw him, I was like, hey, Joe. I, I worked at Carpenter's. My manager was Joe Young. And uh, aside from the movie, uh, Mighty Joe Young, we would tease him. I was going to say, the other thing would be. He probably just, was refreshed by this one. I mean, he'd be seeing me, you know me, 20-year-old uh, DB Trevor be like, hey, Joe. Where are you going with that price cut in your hand? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> he just like me. Never gets old, Trevor. <laughs> I know it doesn't. Hour <laughs> uh, number two here on a Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 one The Big X. Shout out to uh, Racing Louisville and Lucid. I think for the first time since we became partners, both clubs won over the weekend. Racing Lou take care of business on, on Friday night, and then Lou City on Pups at the Pitch Night over the weekend. On ESPN, I think it was. Was it? Yeah, it was on National Television because I was flipping between it and the uh, Kraken game. Well, props took care of business as well. Yeah, two uh, two games, two wins out there at Lynn Family Stadium. We'll have more giveaways this week. Uh, we got T-shirts still to give away. I think we, they finally have come. I saw that we have. There's one in here, a Racing Lou T-shirt that's a small that I put up to you, and I was like, you think you can fit into this? I was like, I don't, I don't know if you can get a leg into that one. I'm at, I, what would you give me to put that on for a picture for the show? I, I'll give you five dollars not to. <laughs> I, I don't want that to happen. I, don't, I, don't, I'm, I had a quick visual and I was very quickly pressing eject there. I don't. I don't want that to happen. We don't need. We don't need that in this studio. Bill's back next. Just stop going over the shirt. Leave, just leave it on the table. I'm just looking. I just want to get a Yeah, that's like. I don't. I mean. Would that even fit Virginia? No, it's tiny. That, that would. I would look gross and disgusting if I put that on. We don't need. Like, it doesn't even come down like on top of your. It comes down like halfway if you put it up to your neck. No six three person should should put that shirt on. It, six three. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm saying like no, yeah, no. I mean, no five ten person should try to put that on. It's a small my shirt. mom could wear that. <laughs> it's 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 bad. I always 
spent the first hour recapping our weekends, talking a little Mother's Day, and then talking Mackenzie and Baco, Louisville basketball, the reaction to what happened as we were getting off the air Friday afternoon. We have not heard from you guys yet on the Thornton Sex Line, so we'll do that now. Uh, coming up at the end of this hour, we'll also talk about the ACC drama. We got schools leaving other schools out, trying to make their own plans, trying to get out of this grant of rights, trying to do all that stuff. Um, is Louisville included? Is Louisville not included? We'll get into that. But right now, let's hear from you guys. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. Texter says, So Hersey Miller still being on the roster might be the key to Louisville filling the lost schol- that lost scholarship from a certain dookie, Caleb Foster, maybe. This is the latest thing that's out there. Jeremy Roach came back today, uh, announced that he's he's coming back for another season at Duke, and now people are saying we're gonna get somebody from Duke. This is the, the, the fifth time we've had this song and dance. The Duke team that hasn't lost a transfer yet. You mean the Duke team that has not lost a transfer yet, um, and that has is, is going to probably be preseason number one or number two when the actual polls start coming out in the fall. I mean, maybe I, I don't know what to say to any of this. All I know is like I'm not gonna do I, if he comes. Let me know. I'm not going to follow the ins and the outs of all this stuff because we, you know, when we first signed Nolan Smith, it was that here comes this flood of Duke players that are going to follow him here, and then nobody did. And then when McKenzie and Baco opened up, it was here comes this, you know, Baco, last second edition. It's a lock. He and Nolan are bros. And then we didn't even get a visit. So I'm I, I'm not playing this game again. I'm not going to do it. Um, if he enters the portal, if, if he asks out of his letter of intent. And he starts talking about Louisville, then we'll you know discuss gonna it. Happen. He's going to enter the portal, and then, and then Nolan's going to put on an eye emoji or a popcorn emoji, and it's going to, you're going to lose your mind like I do usually on Twitter as an That's old man. That's already happening, though. People are already I doing mean, the emoji <laughs> stuff out there. And it's just like, I'm like, I, I, God bless you all. I can't do it again. I can't get into it. I feel like emojis and the Denzel Washington being relieved gift should be banned from Twitter. There are some that I'm like, this is, yeah. <laughs> like, if I had to, we've seen this too many. Like, at what point do you tweet that and go, this is original? Like I mean, are you just? Did you just sign up to Twitter that day? Yeah, the or the uh, <laughs> the Drake standing up and clapping one. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, do you think this is the response that's going to make you go viral? Like, <laughs> yeah. a kid announces his commitment, you do that, a million likes for the Drake gift that we've seen a billion times at this point. Now I, I, I feel like we have retired the one of the guy that does the like the eye blinking thing. I always thought it was Carrie. Oh, I still U- see that one. Okay, I always thought that was Carrie Hughes for some reason, and apparently it's not. It's from something else. It's a no. It's a journalist. Oh, is that what it is? And he's got like some sort of debilitating disease that he's, oh, like, well. he started like fundraising money for like, because he's always Sorry, like, "Hey, but... you know that guy? Like, that's me. If you if you like to help yeah. me out, yeah. I'm famous for no not getting paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen him. Okay, well, I guess I, I don't see that one as much as I guess I used to. Yeah, it's I still see it every now and then where it's like. Yeah, the, <laughs> I mean those three are like cameras in, coming next week. in like the Hall of Fame of I don't want to see it again. Like, just can we just ban these these gifts? Kayla Foster, in case you're wondering, is the number 18 player in, in this class uh, that is signed. He's the, I mean, Duke has. If you look at the top five incoming freshmen in the ACC, the first four are all going to Duke. Number five is Trenton Flowers, who's going to Louisville. So, all right, we're right there too. <laughs> but if Kayla Foster wants to come here. Would love it. I mean, we would um, make Mount Rushmore in that scenario, but okay. But we'll get there. But Hersey Miller being on the roster, I mean, he's not going anywhere. It's, it's just a matter of whether or not he's going to be um, a walk-on or Louisville's 13th scholarship player. We're still not even 100% sure what he was last year. Like, it just, I mean, I don't think his dad knew. Like, when I was talking like to Master P, I was like, I'm, not, I was like, I'm still not sure exactly if he was on scholarship or not, and I'm not sure. Weirdly, that either. doesn't surprise me. For some reason. I, was like, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think anybody knew. I think maybe like Zach Greenwell at UofL is the only person who knew whether or not 
Hersey Miller was on scholarship last year. There was a point in time where it seemed like he was, and then there was a point in time where he wasn't. I just and we didn't bite him, right? I mean, or he didn't just show up to the U of L and just start putting on a jersey, like walking. I think he was invited. It wasn't the remember the old Rick Pitino story about when Chris Smith just Chris Smith transferred in from Manhattan, and this is a guy who ended up being a starter on a Final Four yeah. team. He was shooting at the Yum Center, and he was like, "Rick's like, I, I walked in, and I was he, he's like, hey, coach, I was like, hey, good to see you, and I went to my office, and I was like, who the hell was that? <laughs> And I think it was when Padgett was on staff, Dave Padgett was like, uh, that's our new transfer, Chris Smith from Manhattan. He's like, what? He just had no idea, which uh, would later be a problem. I think part of the problem that happened. That he knows who he is now. He, he does, but that was, yeah, that was probably not good. Texas says, don't you worry about Nancy. I, oh, oh, come on. Oh, oh good Lord. Did, did, he, did he use the word box in there? So I make sure she's happy at all times. He also said it sounds like I have a wiener in my mouth at the beginning of the show. First two times this person's texted. Shout out to Angry Guy. Doing great. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> Not now, at least. Texas, was Trevor the person who leaked the video of John Morant brandishing a gun on IG Live? If so, he's been lying this whole time regarding his IG use. That is me in that the video. Yeah, I'm the guy I'm the guy rapping in the back in the back seat. Texas says, Not Trevor laughing at Mike sleeping in, in until ten. I would pay an obscene amount of money to sleep in until ten. Not possible with a three and a half year old and a pregnant wife, though. Oh, trust me, I know. I mean, yeah. When we went to and Mary and I had like our our stay at the Omni a couple months ago, like that was yeah that, that was the big attraction for me. It was like you know the nice dinner, the time alone is going to be great, but sleeping in until ten that's the real show, and uh, it was it was wonderful. That's but I'm also at the point now where my body is so conditioned to getting up at a certain hour, like I physically can't sleep, but I, I can nap if I get up at like a normal time, like I can go and take like a nap. But I can't. My body won't like, won't let me sleep in until like one p.m. Like I could. 10 We've years had ago. this debate. I've had this debate with other people before. Like, what 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 is like the limit to a to a, the the amount of sleep to go from nap to just like sleeping? Because like I because because when I take a nap, I'll be like I took a two hour nap, and I want to say I don't know if it's teacher. Some some people will say I think that's fair. Somebody was like that's not a nap. That's like sleep. Like a nap is like forty five minutes under an hour. I think two hour naps. I'm with you on that. Cause I feel like I've taken a nap every now and then, like especially if like I don't get any sleep the night before. Let's say for whatever reason, like I'm, you know, I, I got like four hours of sleep, um, and then I just had a free afternoon. If I slept from like noon to two, I'd still qualify that as a nap. But I think that's getting that's bo- that's borderline. Like I feel like when you get to three hours, it's that's too much. That that's just sleeping. Yeah, okay. that's just like a mini sleep. Which I guess is what a nap is too. So I, I guess I yeah. Know. Like what, also, what do you define it as? Like, like a nap is like just a small version. Is just sleep just called sleep? Yeah. If, it, if it's yeah. eight hours, and if it's if you're sleeping, what if you sleep like twelve hours? Is that like a nap and a sleep? Somebody is on LinkedIn looking up Trevor Kelly. I don't know. I guess they're looking for your LinkedIn profile, which this is going to come as a huge shock to you. I don't think Trevor has an active one. You don't use it though. Oh, use it? No. Yeah. I signed up for it like. 18 years ago, I think, or something like that. I never went back. But they found a Trevor Kelsey, who's a d- d- mortgage d- loan officer, and they found a Kelsey Trevor, who's a female. Oh, they, yeah. They call the anti-Trevor. Wait a minute. No, that's not true. No, that's the Kelsey Trevor wedding, maybe. No, no. This woman's name is Kelsey Trevor. Look. You're not looking. Oh. That's one of the, the YouTube cameras. That's that's Trevor Kelsey. That's Kelsey Trevor. I was going to say good, because I was about to be like the first one. That's one ugly woman. <laughs> that's Kelsey Trevor. She is a... She's the director of human resources of some mind bridge in Alabama. I feel like I should try to go out with her. Like how awesome would that be? 
Would you move to Alabama for Kelsey Trevor? I would move to Alabama for like money. This would, <laughs> this would realize your dream of of marrying somebody whose name was Kelsey Kelsey. But I don't know if I'd wanted to change her last name at this point. This is I'm Trevor Kelsey. This is my wife Kelsey Trevor. <laughs> yeah, just, just see they're spelled I, exactly I, the same. I, too. I feel as if I would. First of all, I've never seen anyone with my my first name as my as a last name. But I shouldn't make us be shocked because I went growing up thinking I had two rare names to having now two first names since Kelsey's become a semi-popular girl's name. So you'd never have to worry about a conversation starter. Like you, I mean, you'd have it like locked up. That's, I mean, our meek you alone in itself. I mean, you have so many couple friends; <laughs> they all want to talk to you. I mean, is it bad that I'd I'd get married just to, just to have that as as a as a, as a talking piece? It's, is there worse things to get married for? <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> Texture says Trevor's new nickname is either Trevor's new nickname is Detour for going down a new conversation or Amtrak for how he derails a conversation. So the other day, <laughs> <laughs> Texas, my pick for if I if they'd never gotten hurt, Peter Forsberg, shout to the Lanch, or Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis is a good one. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, you could also say Gail Sayers for that matter. I mean, a million running backs probably. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Troy, yeah, Terrell Davis. Yeah, I was kind of annoyed me Terrell Davis got in the Hall of Fame. Why? Because it's because I mean his career was so short. I mean, I know it's injuries, but I mean injuries are part of the game. I don't think you can like assume that he would have continued on the path of being a Hall of Fame running back if he'd stayed healthy. That always is true. I was like, I grew up like wondering who these people who were who were like big Hall of Fame sticklers, and like oh, now, I'm, I'm, now I'm, I do a show with one. Like you yeah. all the time, are, like you have very serious opinions about the Hall of I'm, Fame. I, I have very high standards when it comes off. I mean, it probably annoys people, and like for football, for the most part, not. I mean, there are a few exceptions of you know you can argue Gail Sayers too because only played like five seasons, but I mean the NFL and Major League Baseball for the most part are good about it. Like they they usually meet my standards. With the exception of putting Jim Tomei in on a first ballot, but hey, he's the same birthday as me. I don't care. That's the only I, reason why I love Jim. Do Tomei. you think I'm stickler about who gets in Hall of Fame? I'm even a bigger stickler about first ballot Hall of Famers. Like that, if you're a first ballot Famer, you are like in the upper echelon of like greatness. And I'm sorry, no one, no one's question. ever thought Jim Tomei was that. Can I ask a simple question? Sure. Why? Like why? Why do you care? Because I have to have a reason to bitch. Well, at <laughs> least you're honest about it. Texas, my pick is Michael Bush. Uh, I was, I mean, I, I, I mean, I was on the sideline directly across from him when that happened. If we're yeah. talking U of L, for sure. And and the weird thing is, it's not like this is a like what he could have been. I think we all kind of knew what he could have been. The bigger question is, what happens that season if he's fully healthy that entire year? Because my God, he looked like a Heisman Trophy winner in that first half against Kentucky. I mean, we still had good depth. I mean, with Stripling and Colby. Right. I mean, I mean, we still were good, obviously. But I mean, yeah, it's just. I mean, he had like one hundred fifty yards at halftime of that game. I think he. I mean, three touchdowns. The first, yeah, the first, his first touch was a sixty-yard touchdown run. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, that's that's a big one for sure. I'm trying to think of like other Louisville ones. Hodge Turner, I remember he was like a big-time recruit who came here and never was healthy. You just love Hodge Turner. Anyway. I do, but also like he was like the highest-rated recruit that Crum had gotten in like ten years, and he was supposed to be like a big deal, and then he just he got here and his knees were already. I shot. mean, Pageant was injury-prone, obviously mm-hmm. in his tenure here. We still kind of saw him at his best, though. Well, I mean, was his best or was just what was left from you know, with his knees? I mean, um, I mean, another, I mean, I, most of mine are all basketball, I guess. I don't know why though, but 
Like another name pops in my head, but we saw him, but we never got to see him as best was Arvidas Sabonis. And by the time he got well, to America, he was like UML, but yeah. I know. Uh, Texas says Andrew Luck would be my pick for a player not getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah, he's retired. Yeah. Texas says, Mike, why did Josh show a gun again? Because you got to keep it real. Secondly, Zion is plenty healthy. He just doesn't want to play for the Pelicans. I don't think that's true. Who knows a real gun? I, mean, I assume it is. I don't know. I mean, you probably know it could have been a, a water gun, right? This is what happens when you get a $75 million shoe deal before your first game. I don't think that's. 100% true. Also, I don't know. I mean, I get I get the punishment for, like, waving a gun around in public, but he's in his own driveway. Really? I mean, why why punish the I mean. I'm kind of with you. I, don't, I mean, it, it's, I mean a, I, it's I, a serious error in judgment when you got suspended for it one time, and you're so, like, I mean. But you're, you're at home. I mean, I, like, I don't, supposedly. I, don't, I mean. I, I don't understand. Like, it's it's one of those things where, like, I think you and I would agree that like a lot of the the, the weed suspensions are are silly, especially in this day and age. Well, yeah. But also, like if you know you stand to lose as much as you stand to lose by smoking weed, just don't smoke weed during the season. Exactly during the season, especially. I mean, but like when it comes to like, I mean, like, I don't know. I think like the Plaxico Burr situation, but he was in public and he shot himself. You know, I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, in New York where they are, the the gun laws are tighter. I mean, but I mean, and I get me like getting like. You know, you don't want you don't need to have him out there like in, in the club, you know, waving the gun around. But he's in his he's in a car in a driveway in his driveway. I mean, it's just like can you really get mad at him for that? I just saw this. Uh, Not to mention, he just seems like he's perfect for Memphis. I just saw this story coming out. Pulaski County Middle School teacher suspended and is under investigation after a student dressed up as a KKK Grand Wizard as part of a history project. I'm just glad it was part of a history project. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Free Dress Friday. I feel like this is like a modern version of Zach when he did the Indian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little worse, but still, I mean, <laughs> still in four days. Kind of... I am running Morris. <laughs> running Zach. Running Zach. <laughs> God, lazy writing people. <laughs> Looking, yeah, I love like they look back at it and like Zach, Mark Bargosser was like, yeah, it's it's really painful to watch. There's Somebody should have really told us not to do this. <laughs> I mean, where was the set, by the way? Pulaski County. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was he? What was this Forrest Gump's grandson or something? What was he? I wonder. I mean, there's other parts of history you could do, you know. Texture says, <laughs> uh, "Do you think Duke will lose a guard because of the Jeremy Jeremy Roach returning?" I, I, again, no. I'm not sure. I don't know. Certainly seems possible. If they do. Just don't get excited about him coming here. Texture <laughs> says, is the Louisville staff lying to their sources or are they incompetent and actually think that these things are going to happen? I can't imagine. Like, you wouldn't. See, they're good. <laughs> you wouldn't just lie. I think what's happening is they are. Like, the staff is very much aware of some of the negative stuff that's out there. I mean, you, you know that because you've got like Nolan Smith's family members are, are you know, kind of going after people who are saying critical things and all this stuff. So, you, you know, the staff's aware of it. And I think they're so desperate to like reverse that narrative to kind of show that these these critics that they're in control and things are going to be okay when they get pieces of good news that at the, at the, the, you know, kind of like a snapshot in the recruitment they quickly put it out there like hey looking like we've got this kid things are looking good on the Mbako front or looking good on the whoever front and then that leads to the the slew of tweets out there being like we got him it's going to happen all that stuff not using those words and then it just leads to this expectation that it's a done deal when the reality is it's probably more of just a, a snapshot in recruitment. And I don't know if you know this, Trev, but 17, 18-year-old kids, sometimes they change their mind a lot over three or four-week spans. 
And I think that's for hours. So I, <laughs> I, I don't know what you would get. I mean, why would you, if you're Nolan Smith or you're Josh Jamison or you're whoever, like, why would you intentionally be like, we've got him, Paco. If he, if like, if you know that he's going to go to Indiana or something, like that's not going to work for you. So I'm, I'm assuming it's just like, they're trying to get good information out there, trying to, to, to get good information to spread. And unfortunately, the I mean, you want to stop the bad, the, the bad online talk. Don't win four games. That's the thing. Is the, I mean, it's just this is like, I mean, it's like you, not, not against recruits, but it's like you got you know you got caught. You walk, you walk in your wife, you know, with three guys, and you get you a thing of flowers or something to make up for it. I mean, it's like it's not going to make. You got to win games. It's the, and that's they had to have known, and I, I keep saying they had to have known. Maybe then, maybe they didn't. Then we hear the press conference from Kenny. Maybe I know. We don't. I, I, I'm with you. Like you would assume. I mean, Nolan Smith having ties to Louisville, playing at Duke, coaching at Duke, knowing the standards of, of programs like this, Kenny Payne winning a national title here, Danny Manning being a Kansas guy who's, who's also coached in the ACC, Josh Jamison being at Oregon. You have to know what a, a season like 4-28 and 28 at a place like Louisville is going to do to the fan base. And I know you want to flip that narrative on its head and you want to get people excited again, but the sad fact of the matter is we're recruiting well right now. If we had recruited 10 times better, if we'd landed the number one class in 2023 – and we had the number one portal class. Like people would be excited about that. You'd still have a healthy contingent of fans that are like, "Talk to me when you win games." And at the end of the day, nothing. I mean, yeah, <laughs> my hands up. I'm, and I've I got one of them. I don't think that's a ridiculous <laughs> position to take after seeing the team win four games last year. Like, you have to know that you can do nothing to completely fix this until six months from now. You can do everything possible. To set the stage to fix that, you can, you know, communicate your message effectively to the fan base. You can get people excited about what's happening on the recruiting trail. You know, these these hype videos. I'm hearing great things about Sky Clark. I'm hearing great things about whoever. Uh, like all that stuff can do, can can start the repairing process. But none of it matters unless you start winning at a high level in November. That's when the real healing can begin. And I think, I mean, it kind of surprises me that they that some people are like. Don't act like that's the case. Like it's just, you can't win the offseason after you go four and twenty-eight. You just you can't. Not to mention, I mean, if, with the resume in the background of the universities, you mentioned this coach stuff. I think also be used to the fact that no matter what you do, there's going to be people that are negative. I mean, I mean we had people who wanted to fire Rick Pitino in I mean, 2012. I know. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, at some point, you got. I mean, you think you'd be known to take it with a grain of salt and just not let it bother you. I mean, then again, I guess. We are talking some of the backlash from their family members, not the, the men themselves, but still, I mean, it's just it's the way it is here. I mean, you, you know, they could they could go to a Final Four this year, and if they miss the NCAA tournament a year later, like you're going to have fans that are like, hmm. "This isn't good enough." I don't care if they went to the Final Four. Like, like that's just it's the way that it is here. Talk to Cal right now in Lexington. There, 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 there's there are people who want John Calipari fired in Lexington. Yeah, no, <laughs> when I'm out on send him out on a rail. <laughs> It's just the way that it is, and like to act like this is a, a surprise. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you can. I don't know how this could be a surprise. Texas says, "Will there be more or less than twelve thousand five hundred people at the Crum Memorial tonight?" Uh, men's basketball claimed twelve and a half for each home game this season. Whatever the official number is, it's going to be more than we're at than the what the actual average attendance for home games. Were that is tonight, season. right? It is tonight. What time is it? Seven. Seven o'clock. Um, they had his 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 actual funeral for friends and family i think happened at two o'clock at southeast christian today and i know the courier live streamed it but the celebration of his life which is going to happen at 7 p.m tonight i think there's still some tickets available i put the link to those on the, the latest post on card chronicle you can claim those tickets there 
but 7 p.m. at the KFC Yum Center. It will stream on the ACC Network Extra, um, which I also put the link there for that. They weren't. My understanding is they weren't allowed to to shop it out for to local stations to televise, which kind of sucks because of their con the, the conference's contract with the ACC. If they want to televise something, it can't be like a local WDRB or Wave Three or WHS. Because it's in the Yum or something, or because it's a U of L event. You can't like the, if, the, if the ACC network has all first rights or ESPN has all first rights to stuff like this, which is just a kind of a bleepy thing. Oh, you, you think you'd be like, wait, this is the funeral performer because this is like the uh, open practice. Yeah, you'd think that they would be like, you know, let's take a a, a lens, a, a microscope to this and see that it's not a, it's not like the spring game. So if you've ever wanted to show like the, the, the graduating class from this weekend, the ESPN could be like, no, no, no. Don't put that on. That's a Louisville thing. That needs to be on ESPN Plus. I don't think it's an athletics thing, though. I mean, this is just because he's a former coach. This technically isn't athletics. I mean, it is because it's a former coach. But it, I mean, it's former though. Keyword. Yeah. Well, still, it's <laughs> basketball. Keyword. <laughs> Texas says words matter. Texas says nothing against the kid, but if they use our last scholarship on Mer- on Miller, I'm done with KP. We are very much in need of a solid two guard who can shoot and guard the perimeter. If we use the scholarship on a son of a multimillionaire who has walk-on talent, I have zero trust in KP. Zero. I mean, I don't know why this would be the last straw. But I was going to say, where, <laughs> you, my question was, where was the trust? I mean, really? You still have trust? To this point, you've held on. Good, good for you, buddy. I mean, if he, I mean, you can't. How can you get mad? I mean, if no one else is going to take the scholarship, I mean, let, at least let him use it. I mean, the sad thing is, in all this, because it it, it forces us to have some kind of uncomfortable conversations, because the reality is. I really like Hersey Miller. I think the he guy was, hustles. He was one of like two or three guys who played his ass off last year every time he was on the floor. Yep. But you can say that and also say like he's not Any good. the caliber of player. Well, okay, a little bit stronger <laughs> than I was going to go with. He's not the caliber of player that should be getting meaningful minutes at a place like Louisville. Um, I mean, I can, you can you can be proud of me for hustling, trying to run uphill, but it doesn't mean it's going to look pretty and be any worth it. Right. I mean, the standards of last year should not be the standards for any year moving forward. And and last year, I was like, just play Hersey 40 minutes a game because at least it looks like he gives a belief. And, like, half these other guys that we have out here, they look like they're ready to go home. Like, they could not – they'd rather be anywhere else in the world besides playing, you know, NC State inside KFCMs and our national TV. Like, Hersey always played hard, yeah. always tried to do the right thing. He just you know, doesn't have the same type of ability that hopefully these guys that we're bringing in that will play in front of him uh, do have. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, a few more of your texts, and then we'll move on to this ACC drama that is out there and permeating throughout the college sports landscape. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday on 1450 The Big X. Question of the day for you. Scale of 1 to 10. 
How excited are you about the Reds calling up Matt McClain? Oh, is that official now? He's, he's there. He's in the big club. I mean, he, he leads the AAA in like home runs and like doubles. And everything. He's a yeah, he's been, he's been dominating. We have this. Uh, I'm yeah. amazed it's taken him this long, to be honest with you. I get Henry Ramos those plate appearances, I guess. <laughs> still in the lineup today. I'm like, he wins the, the RSD's Aquino Award for this year of the guy that you're like, still? Are we still trying to do this? Because it's just it's not working. But. My, my reaction to that name would have been the who? <laughs> uh, we're very excited. I mean, Matt McClain is a, a beast. He, part of the big trio for the bats. Uh, he... Uh, Ellie De La Cruz and Christian Encarnacion Strain have just been launching for the past uh, past week. Bats Cruz can't be too much longer than right. See, the thing is, I think they'll probably try to go this whole year. He'll probably get like the September call up, but they don't want the clock to start on him. You know, these contracts, like when you get called up at a certain point, it starts like it, it starts your major league contract, and so they'll try to hold off as long as they possibly can. And he now he came out of high school, right? Yes. Where 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 McLean was a junior out of college, I believe that's UCLA, correct. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I think you'll see him. So there I, is a little bit of age difference, probably there. I think you'll probably yeah. I mean, Ellie's still like 20. Yeah, uh, I think you'll probably see Christian Nacrano Strand get called up at, at some point. He is a, I mean, a beast. Did they call the pitcher up? Um, De La Cruz is 21. Okay, uh, Friday's pitcher was like suddenly scratched at the last minute. And they were talking about that because that usually that means a call up. Was he called up? Yes. Okay. Uh, that, that, yeah, that, that happened over the weekend. Is the Red? They should have won yesterday. Um, got beat three one. They played terribly. I think the Blue Jays won though. Okay. Well, that's all that matters. But the Reds saw there <laughs> going for four in a row. Saw that losing. Saw that winning streak snapped. But uh, we got a big week ahead. Now we got Matt McClain up. Very excited about it. Lineup tonight's looking good, except for the bottom half. And he will play because he he did a lot of second base, I think, with the bats. If I'm not mistaken, he he played second because Dela Cruz is playing short, short. Yeah, um, he'll play he'll play short tonight for the Reds. Okay, um, that's a, that's a pretty decent leap, I guess, from second to short in terms of your style of play, right? Well, we are the Reds. We do have like 15 short stops in the the, the, the minor league system, so we'll see how this plays out. But Senzel will play third. I mean, the lineup tonight, it looks like a nice little glimpse of the potential future, and then you get to the bottom, you're like, what are you doing, Henry Ramos? Get out of there. Stuart Fairchild, probably get out of there. Stuart Fairchild? Stuart Fairchild. Sounds like a na- Are you sure you didn't make that name up? He's starting in center field tonight. <laughs> that sounds like a made-up name. That's Go like, Reds. Like the name of a villain in a Paul Thomas movie or something. Uh, you guys have had significant thoughts today. It's, it's a Monday show. So I was walking, I, I took a Virginia school this morning and I was walking out with one of the moms and, and she's talking about like, you know, is your work let up with basketball being done and all stuff? And I'm like, you know, yeah, but you still have to do the radio show. It doesn't matter like how much of content there is. Like you talk for three hours and she's like, what do you talk about right now? And I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> there are some days that are harder than others, but for the most part, people find a way to be pissed off enough to fill up no, the text line and help us sh- out. You should just kind of like. Well, for example, Friday we spent an hour talking about it. Is it, do most males see their friends' junk? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My producer, huge stoner, likes to buy stuff when he gets really high at night. It's like I'm saying this like as I like exit the school, like hi Jenny, like yeah. And then Trevor talked about his junk, and he was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Bye, mom. Like, yeah, it's like as I'm walking out. It was uh, we got. I mean, this is the <laughs> porno stuck in the play by play station. <laughs> Your usual, your usual day to day conversations. <laughs> then he gave the guy a joint to fix his car. It was this whole thing. It was crazy. Uh, we've got, by the way, school is winding down. I feel like because when I started the show, it was right when Virginia was starting her first year of school, which now feels like a million years ago. Although I don't feel like we've been doing the show that long. 
Uh, but crazy got, that we have been doing it. That it kind of is because she's got now. I mean, a week from this is the first year that she gets to participate in like the the big the program. Like they all the kids do like a big song and like you remember programs going up. To I told you. I remember. I told you about my fifth grade yeah. one. Yeah. So she's got five days left of school, but like this week and then next Wednesday is her program and she's done. And we you know, they started practicing today. And we were like, can you can you sing a little bit about what you're doing? And she sang the song. And then I, I, when I came in here today, Mary's like, I got her to sing the second verse of it. And she was very excited about it. And then she said she's going to sing Let It Go. And <laughs> she's done. I'm like, I don't think she really understands. What's that. the song that she has to sing, though? I some I, I don't know the name of it. It's some, know it. It, it, it. The whole class will sing it. But in Virginia's mind, she's going to do that. That's like the opening act. And then the encore, the, like the, the major act is her by herself belting out Let It Go <laughs> to arouse a standing crowd of parents just going nuts. So I'm curious to see how this goes. She'll probably – I hope she sings it very loudly, but I'm, I'm worried she's going to try to just start singing. Like, this is like preschool graduation, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean she's – yeah, she's three. Well, um, then that's okay. Preschool graduation. I mean, because you're going to a new school afterwards. Well, it's not graduation. Well, like completion? It's just end of school program. End of school year. Because she's not going to – she's still in – she'll be in preschool next year. She's, oh, she's got a couple years left. When do you start kindergarten? Kinder, like when you're six. I thought it was younger than that. Yeah, she's three. So she's, she'll have – I mean, you'll turn six during your kindergarten year for most people. Um, she's kind of like me, like though. She, I, I always was able to identify a grade with an age because I turned my birthday is August twenty seventh, so I always turn like that age at the beginning of the school year, and she's September fifth. So like it, it'll always be like seven year old first grade, eight year old second grade, like nine year old third grade. Like she'll always have be kind of on that line. Um, so she'll be yeah, she'll turn six like right near the beginning of kindergarten, and we got to figure out where she's gonna go to school. It's the great big debate now with all these. You know, it's not like it used to be where it was just like. Yeah, is she not going to go through the Catholic school system? I think she probably will, but we're trying to figure out which which school to go to. Like, you know, I went to Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity's changed a little bit over the years. Like, is is this? But Mary the right was all one? public schools, right? Because no, or she did was, she do Catholic school? She was Catholic school okay. in Springfield. They had like um, well, public was, school. She was they only have one school, well, high school in Springfield. Well, that's so she that's was public, why, she was that's, public school in high school. Okay, that's why I was trying not to be messy like, because I was. I assumed it just because yeah. I was thinking this is probably literally one school in the high school, and I didn't think it would be a Catholic school. No, so she went to Catholic grade school. Okay, and then she went to Washington County High School. Go Commanders! And uh, <laughs> that was the only the only school in town in Springfield. For her. I was trying to say that without being like coming off kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Options are limited. You're one horse town. So, and then you moved to Louisville, where like the big conversation with everybody is like, "What high school did you go to?" Oh, uh, the what was the wasn't it a, like an old Leo article or something of the uh, questions of Louisville? Like, have you been to Destin? When when if you're for Louisville, yes. Where did you go to school? And you mean high, high school? school yeah. yeah. When you when you say no, it. no, no, it's like I don't care about EKU. <laughs> Where'd you? You're not you're not from around here, are you? It's so sad that you you find I've caught myself doing that so many times. When I meet somebody, like, well, where'd you go to school? High school, of course. It's, it's, yeah, it's so true. Yes. All right, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll take a couple of texts uh, here before we wrap up the second hour, and then we'll move on to ACC talk next hour. Texter says, uh, "Shame on us, U of L fans, for believing the it's a lock rhetoric. How many times do we have to keep falling for the same thing? With this last roster spot, I'm not going to get all riled up on who we might sign. Of course, that's easier said than done. I mean, the, the last part said, like I, I'm telling myself, like I'm not going to follow the hoopla. I'm not going to follow the Louisville's reached out to this player. I'm going to." When the kid announces that he's coming here, that's when I'll start evaluating. That's when we'll start talking about it. But the reality is, like, it's it's mid-May. Like, if you if you tell me Louisville's bringing in a kid for a visit, yeah, I'm going to go all in on in depth. I'll tell you who we know that it's not going to be is Andrew Taylor, the Corbin High School product who went to transferring from Marshall. Yeah. He announced over the weekend he's going to Mississippi State. So, you, you, I think you do 
Friday you said something about that. I think, Ole yeah. Miss was the, the I was big, Ole Miss. The big right. original yeah, yeah, yeah. rumor, but then Mississippi State came on and. Um, yeah, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. There's given really his his past history in high school, maybe that state is a is a, is a better fit. That was either that or South Carolina. We'll leave it at that. Thanks. <laughs> Wasn't that what you brought up the story earlier? Isn't that from where he's from? He's from Corbin. Oh, Corbin. I was thinking Plasky. Okay, never mind. I'll just say this. I think is there Andrew, really a difference. Andrew Taylor, I think, is a very good player. I'm not sad that he's not going to be here. And I didn't. It was going to lead me to that. Right, not that. Not that desperate to win yet, huh? No, <laughs> not that. Call, call me a year from now. <laughs> not that. Desperate. I was kind of being like, I don't. If we sign this kid, I was gonna be like, yeah, I don't. I guess I'll have to go along for the ride. It was, kind of, it was very much like the the Bruce Pearl when he was being tabbed as a candidate. I'm like, I, I mean, I, how much do I really love this basketball program? You're all about to find out because I'm gonna swallow a lot of pride here. Um, but oh, pride, yeah. it's overrated. Self respect. I, I gave most of that up for losing my virginity in high school. Okay. <laughs> Who needs dignity when, you, when you're 16 years pa- old? Preschool parents who are listening right now. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We love you. Texture says, um, I don't know what this means. Texture says, Trevor uses mouthwash instead of brushing his teeth. Of course, he considers a jersey and a polo a t shirt. Okay, first of all, nice callback. Second, it is a shirt. I mean, t shirt, shirt. I mean, it's like soda and pop. They're interchangeable, right? No. Yes. No, a shirt is different than a, t- a t-shirt. This is, is a, a shirt. That's a t-shirt. That's yes. a shirt you're wearing. Yes, this is the long sleeve shirt. You're wearing a t-shirt. Okay, They're both types of shirts. T-shirt, shirt. It's you said a jersey and a polo are, are a t-shirt. Well, a baseball jersey. Yes, a- any jersey. Because it's just a t-shirt. It's just a button-up t-shirt. It's not a t-shirts. Don't have buttons. <laughs> I'm never using the letter T or T E E ever again to, to define. I'll just say shirt. Shirt, it's a shirt. Shirts all. It's like saying drink. But you compare it to also a basketball jersey, which is not. Which is a, which it's is like a tank top. That's a tank top. That's a di- type of shirt. That's a different. That's a different genre of shirt. They're all different genres of shirt. That's no, the whole they're point. not. Two sleeves cover up entire body. That's a shirt. Well, two. I mean, long sleeves and short sleeve shirts are different types of shirts. There's there's shirts. Agreed, and so is a tank top. But tank top is completely different because it has no sleeves at all. That's why they're all different. It's got a whole new name. Oh my god, this is the worst <laughs> conversation. So do the, so the button-up shirts are different. Tank tops are different. You just call it button-up t-shirt. It's not a t-shirt. It's a button-up shirt. A polo is just a polo. It's got a collar. It's different. I'll give you the collar, but a baseball jersey doesn't have a collar, so therefore it's still a t-shirt. No, it's not. <laughs> it's got it buttons. It's got Velcro in the middle. It's completely different. It's a jersey. Is there Velcro on it? Yes. I've never worked with Trevor, but my name is Joe Young, so I'm counting that as Trevor giving me a shout-out. <laughs> Pretty impressive. I don't know any Joe Youngs. He moved back. The last I heard, he's living back in Dayton, uh, running a uh, sports store for the guy used to own Cardboard Heroes. Texas says, I've got no kids. My job requires long days, nights, and weekends at times. I still can't sleep in past 6.30 a.m. regardless of when I go to bed. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I got to a point like when I had to like, – I had a – the first time I had like a summer job that got me up really early consistently. Like that was the first time where I was like, I can't sleep in anymore. Like, I, I can't, like I would get up every single day at like six 30. And then on the weekends I couldn't sleep in past like eight 30. Just like automatically you just feel like I've, I've got to get up. No, I, I can't relate. Cause I did KRC for three years. I did. I've done other jobs that required. I worked at a country club for two years, which I had to be there at like seven and six 37 in the morning. So a lot of times as well. And I, the weekends, I still sleep till like noon, one o'clock, if if you let me do it. Well, you are an international, modern man of mystery. 
I still think nothing has ever summed me up better than Yates. who said, I live on the East Coast on West Coast time. Yeah. I mean, you're on, you're on TK time. That's your own thing. That is. <laughs> we had a friend who we always called, said he was on gym time. Because, like, we would get there at, like, 8, and he's always, he's on gym time. He's going to be there at 845, which is 8 on his time. Oh, everybody knows. I mean, everybody knows. If I'm like, I'll be there in 10 minutes, they know it's 20. Texas is based off postseason success. Doc Rivers is basically the NBA version of John Gruden, except with better email decorum. <laughs> and Gruden won a Super Bowl, though. Rivers won a championship. Yeah, is that is one a piece? Yeah, yeah, but sad disagree because Gruden. I mean, I get where you're coming with that, but Gruden, like Doc Rivers, underachieved with very talented teams. Gruden, I don't, I wouldn't say underachieved completely with talented teams. I mean, he won the championship with the one talented team he had. Doc Rivers, on the other hand, barely beat a Lakers team that was three times more talented than, and then lost to him again the next year. Texas says, "What if uh, Trevor married?" Kelsey Trevor, and she wanted a hyphenated last name, and her name was Kelsey Trevor Kelsey. She would be cool. That's that, honestly that makes we need to reach out here. I mean, I would think she's she's how far away is Birmingham? We can make it drive. Birmingham's like ten hours. I drove to Birmingham on a spare tire. We can do that. Texas, wait. There's a, a company in Alabama called Mindbridge. Being it's Alabama, it probably should have been Mind Bleep because that's <laughs> states more ass backwards than our Commonwealth of Kentucky. That's where she works. I mean, I think I can convince her to move to Louisville, right? What? Like you don't know. <laughs> sure. Can I think of smart look to say you can't think of it? I mean what <laughs> I mean my competition is Birmingham. Can't be that hard. And Birmingham's a cool city. No, it's not. I like Birmingham. Birmingham sucks. I like it. You ever been to Birmingham? Yes. I don't think you have because you don't you, your opinion you say you've been there, but yet you tell me it's a cool city. I think it's kinda like Louisville. I think there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, like if Louisville like fell down a well and, and wasn't all there anymore. I mean, it's Birmingham. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Texas says, um, I don't know. This is a long text. It's Alabama. No one wants to live in Alabama. Uh, well, I agree with that part. The supposed good fans and their cult leaders would rather keep making excuses after excuses after excuses instead of just admitting they were wrong or got bad info. You can't be wrong every step of the way. Not get a visit and Mike Woodson get the kid and Coach Payne and his best staff in the country not be liable to take some criticism. The one side needs to quit making a damn excuse for everything and then blaming rational fans for looking at our coaching staff and saying, well, what the hell happened here? Now, this texture clearly is new to sports. <laughs> I can get, you're not going to get rid of any of that. You're not, but I also kind of agree. Like I mean, it's, it's, you know. But you can't, you can't use the word rational when we talk about fans in some ways. You should be able to. I feel like I, I think we try to be rational. Is it, well, yeah, I mean. Admitting that we are fans, that we have – skin of the game and we're you know we're passionate about things but i think we can still you can still try to be rational texture says um mike it's safe to say that shallow house cursed us i hope you're happy tk how's it cursed us what good has happened since i watched shallow how softball made the ncaa tournament yeah hello they did lose their first game of the acc tournament so hello stop talking i think that's the only time we play but you, shout- you stopped you should have stopped right at the beginning well we'll use this occasion to say shouts at uofl softball making the ncaa tournament they're going to the knoxville regional they will play indiana mbako revenge game friday <laughs> three o'clock and it's going to be on espn2 nationally so uh Tennessee I feel like the, something else good happened right after you watched Shaw Howe, didn't it? Tennessee's the number four overall seed. Louisville's the three seed in that regional. Uh, it's the first time the Cards have made the NCAA tournament since 2019. Shout out to Holly April and the ladies getting back in the big dance. Hopefully they can make a little bit of a run. Let's do it. 
Sam Roby, nation's leader in, in home runs, killing it. Who? Our best softball player. She's Sam. She leads the nation in uh, in home runs. Something could have to happen from Shallow Howe. Texas, is your Hersey hate related to Master P not doing another show with you? Well, I love Hersey. <laughs> We're on hold. I, get, I think I get asked that question more than any other one. I've been people. asked that question. I'm not shocked. I'm, I, I got asked it like just like last week. Someone, te- somebody, you know, that's a fan of the show that I know that they asked me, is is what's what's the deal with that? I'm like, it's just kind of a pilot show. I mean, it, they don't know. Yeah, it got explained to me, and again, this all happened very quickly. That it was going to be like you said, a pilot show. They're going to use it for a sizzle reel and shop it out. And if you know when the show comes back, it probably won't be until like August when local sports are getting ready to heat up again. And then, like, that whole week, we ended up framing it as though it was, like, a weekly show. And I was like, okay. I'm, like, I had no idea what was going on. Well, I don't think you were alone in that. Yet. Nobody really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you remember, you, you technically weren't even on the air for the first, like, three minutes. Which we, yeah, I didn't know until I got on. The, the bottom up. screen was on, but, the, but you all weren't there. That, was, that might have been the best part was the ticker was there. Texas, I went to the first Bats game in years on Saturday, and I watched them blow a 9-2 lead. I saw, I think they lost 11-10. On Ru- Saturday, they lost. Yeah, ruined their winning streak. They they then they won on Sunday. They took I think five or six. Well, no, the, the winning streak ended because of me on Friday. Oh, that's what so they lost two in a row. Yeah, and then Saturday, I thought they, I, th- I didn't know they lost that game because they were, yeah, they were up, and I was like, they lost eleven ten. I remember I was going to text Josh, who does the board with this. I was like, maybe you need to start doing Fridays. I, I snapped our, our sweep. But I guess it wasn't just me. Okay, yeah. good. Texas says Mike and Trev, uh, thanks for all you do. We appreciate the laughs every day. I'm going through a tough stretch, and I just want you all to know I enjoy you all being yourselves for three hours. The Big X brings me joy from seven to six. Mm-hmm. I hope that means from uh, – oh, no, he's talking about all the shows. I, thought he, I was like, well, we're on from three to six. <laughs> now I feel bad when we, we can't get on. <laughs> Hang in there, buddy. Tough stretches yeah. don't last. Tough people do. Everything's in the rear view. We'll carry you through this, baby. Latch on up. Hit your, hit your wagon to us. <laughs> this wagon's going. I, I feel like, I mean, is he just saying that like he's having a rough time, but like he listens to us and we make him feel better about his life? Maybe. <laughs> is that what we're doing for him? Is that how we're cheering him up? He's like, he's like, God, this might just be the end of it. Then he turns on and listens to my, my life for like Could an hour. He's like, he's like, wow, never mind. I'm, I'm sorry. It's like he listens to me <laughs> talk about global basketball and you talk about what you did over the weekend. And he's like, you know. <laughs> Not that bad. Speaking of which, over the weekend, I told you something on the break, and I was excited. I was surprised at like how, like, like I don't know. I'm gonna say shocked, but you were like, like how, like I was in the wrong, or I don't know. You just your what reaction. I've already forgotten. Oh, that's good. I had to play chauffeur to my drunk cousin yeah, on Saturday night. I need to. Yeah, we we need to discuss this. <laughs> okay. Next hour. We don't have time right now. Because I didn't think it was that big a deal. That's why I didn't even bring it up until the break. And you were I don't like, want to make any enemies of your family members, but no, she's. No, that's not. We'll talk about that. Okay, that's the top of the hour. What better to save it for 5 (laughs) o'clock? Texas says, Mike trying to talk sense into Trevor in reference to the shirt debate. Also, water still. Well, Trevor's just, he's purposely being stubborn on that front. I could say the same about you. No, you're, I mean, no. Why don't you, why don't you concede to me? Why am I, why, why am I being Because stubborn? you're on, you're very clearly wrong. Oh, Mr. I'm, who's now stubborn now? Maybe I'm right and you're wrong. What's your argument again? That certain shirts are t-shirts, <laughs> but certain shirts aren't? All hot tubs, are, all just hot, hot tubs are, jacu- all jacuzzis are hot tubs, but all jacuzzis are uh, hot tubs. So you think a, a, a polo is a t-shirt. It's not a polo. I'll give you polo, but a baseball, but a baseball jersey is pretty much the shirt with buttons. 
So is a collar. So is a button up. Is it short with <laughs> buttons and a collar? It doesn't make it a t-shirt. Ah, uh, but you're changing the collar. The collars are not changed between a t-shirt and a baseball jersey. A long sleeve shirt is a normal shirt with sleeves. It's not a t-shirt though. But it's a long sleeve shirt. I call it a t-shirt. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's what the world calls. Well, it. how do you know the world doesn't agree with me? Because it's a long sleeve t-shirt. <laughs> Nobody would. If you ask somebody to order you a t-shirt, they would not expect it to be. It could come out long. If you clarify by saying a long sleeve shirt. Then yeah. Would you say a long sleeve T-shirt? No, you say a long sleeve shirt. You just drop the T. Yeah. So if I go like on a website to order a long sleeve, it won't say long sleeve T-shirt. It'll just say long sleeve shirt. I don't think so. Questioning yourself now a little bit. Yeah, I mean maybe, but like it doesn't change the central argument here. You want me to look up what is a T-shirt? <laughs> I mean, we've, we've done stupider. A T-shirt, a short sleeved casual top, generally made out of cotton. Having the shape of a T when spread out flat. Ah, nothing that says it can't have buttons. A short-sleeved casual top. Okay. You can't tell me that baseball jersey isn't can't be considered short-sleeved and casual? No, it's a jersey. Does it have short sleeves? Uh, some, yeah. <laughs> jerseys have shorts. Baseball jersey in specific. I, do you want me to Google search, <laughs> is a baseball jersey a T-shirt? Because this is the dumbest thing I've ever, this is the dumbest argument we've ever had. Now that I could argue as well. <laughs> I don't know if that's the dumbest thing we've ever argued. There's not even a response. <laughs> I have baffled Google. Except for people saying that sometimes <laughs> sometimes youth teams will wear t-shirts instead of jerseys. So it can't be a t-shirt. Yeah, if you want to go play at St. Matthews and be a part of like J&J Transportation. They don't even do, like, now they're all, like, team names. They don't even... Was that specifically your sponsor on your T-shirt? I, no, I just remember that one. We were Ready Electric one year. We, were Nans, we won championship as Nans and Craft. Did you? Nice. Yeah. See, I didn't play. I played Linden. I don't remember who our sponsor was on our jerseys. Texture says, local radio producer found dead in Arby's freezer was apparently strangled to death with a long sleeve T-shirt. Sports <laughs> radio show as Mike Rutherford is known as the primary suspect in the murder after a heated on-air argument on Monday. You wouldn't leave me in an Arby's. You'd leave me just like, like in the, the, the probably the, the dumpster back here. <laughs> I'd be the laziest. It's just like Thornton's right next door. <laughs> I'd be the same way if I was. If found I, at Paul's. I, there's no way I would ever get away with a crime because I, be, yeah, I would be the laziest criminal. Uh, we somehow, <laughs> I think we have more text already than we, we started with that segment. That's fine. Uh, we'll take more next hour, but we will shift the conversation to the ACC stuff. Uh, we also have to get into Louisville baseball, their current situation, postseason outlook looking grim. We'll talk about that coming up in hour number three. Keep it locked right here. More of the Mike Rutherford show rolling next here on 1450 The Big X. While I kiss the sky 
5 o'clock hour here on a Monday. It's the Mike Rutherford Show rolls on on 1450 and 96 the Big X. Want to go to BigXSportsRadio.com. We still have a few of those uh, summer gift golf cards available. Six Run of the best out. For right now. Six of the best courses in this area. You can play all of them for just $25. Uh, go to BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. The courses we're talking about, Park Mammoth, which was recently voted the number three best go- new golf course in the nation by Golf Digest, Old Capital, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake. Play them all for just 25 bucks a round by going to BigXSportsRadio.com or calling 812-725-1457. Five o'clock hour here. Um We'll shift the conversation. We'll get back to the text line a little bit later. I do want to talk about your cousin and what happened this weekend because that <laughs> I do think it's you. strange. But let's talk about the ACC, the latest yeah. news. Uh, Sports Illustrated came out today. They had a uh, – Sports uh, Illustrated's been busy. They have been busy. They had a lengthy story about the next move for all five of the major conferences in college athletics. And the ACC is certainly in, a, in an interesting spot. Um, they've got this grant of rights that gives the ACC ownership of all the broadcasting rights, like we kind of talked about with the Denny Crum thing tonight, uh, in a deal with ESPN that runs through 2036. If the school breaks the deal, the ACC will continue to own the TV rights of any uh, of that, that school's home games, according to the contract. And also to break the deal, it is a insane exit fee of $120 million. So I don't know why I just can't help but picture like uh, the Dr. Evil doing the finger thing when he. When yeah. the AC tells them that. $120 million. It's, 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 it's a boatload of money. So let me get straight. So if they were to leave, like even if you like Louisville went to the Big Ten, they would still, AC would still have rights to play our home games? As the contract stands right now, yes. <laughs> which is. most like a scene, guys. It's, it's, it's Louisville we not have it? on the ACC network. I mean, I thought Louisville had like a decent law program. We couldn't get one student from that yeah, pro- the whole, to look this whole over. <laughs> so the ACC, according to the story of Sports Illustrated, they've laid out, they basically have three options. The, the options are, are limited. One is something that we've talked about on the show a lot, trying to restructure your TV deal and getting more money from ESPN. They, they botched the TV deal yeah. incredibly poorly. Yeah. They're getting paid next to no money compared to the other contracts uh, that the other conferences have. And good luck trying to get the ESPN to just pony up a lot more money when they don't have to. Oh, yeah. The second option, say, screw the the grant of rights, screw the exit fee. We're going to find the money. We're leaving anyway. Uh, Florida State has talked about this a lot. They've kind of flirted with the possibility of leaving. Clemson also, uh, if, you know, if they got an offer from, from the SEC, they might say, we'll pay the $120 million somehow, and we're bouncing. Um, third option, Create another league. If you've got the, the rumor out there, it was no longer a rumor. The reports out there this morning were that seven schools have been meeting in private and are trying to figure out what their next move is. They're trying to figure out how to get around the grant of rights. Uh, they're trying to basically do something to get away from the current deal with the ACC. And the third option is if these seven schools move to dissolve the current grant of rights agreement, which may or may not even be possible, they could form a new league with a couple of other schools. Basically, there are no easy answers. So this was the first thing that we read today. And then as the day went on, names were named. The the seven schools that were talked about have been outed. They refer to themselves as the Magnificent Seven, which is annoying. It's like the it's like the mean girl group in high school that called themselves like the you know the Super Six or whatever. It's like you know, 
Let, you, let other people give you a nickname. Did you know a group of girls that were called Super Six? No, but I feel like there were girl groups that like tried to do something like that. Uh, yeah, but like, what was your group called? Uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna say. But <laughs> well, you had a name, didn't you? We did. <laughs> so did we. I think we had multiple names. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. Uh, but the magnificent seven ACC schools <laughs> are Clemson, Florida State, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia. And Virginia Tech. These schools have apparently met in uh, met together the past several months and met with lawyers to examine potentially getting out of this grant of rights deal, uh, seeing how unbreakable it is, seeing if they can make a move before twenty thirty six. So, there's like an ACC civil war going on here soon. Whatever. I mean, yeah, you know, we talked to Duke's mom and she said we, we can rent, scream, and stay up late and drink Mountain Dew Code Red. So our party's going to be better anyway. I mean, it's surprising that Duke's being left out of this. I know that it's all about football, but Duke getting, like, North Carolina bringing NC State along for the ride instead of Duke is kind of interesting. Well, NC State's been a better football program. And do you think that's all it is? Or maybe North Carolina's just tired of limiting Duke. They feel like they've been in Duke's shadow. Because there have been, well, there have been a lot of rumors over over recent years that these schools, some of these schools with that's state the rivals would band together and say, we're not going to go without the other. Now, Clemson's the outlier. They're the only school in South Carolina, so they'll be by themselves. But everyone said, like, FSU Miami, Virginia and Virginia Tech, they won't go without the other. And then the rumor was that for a long time it was going to be like North Carolina and Duke. But it looks like, because North Carolina is the school that has the sway in that state, like, they are the, the flagship school from that state. They're saying we're going to demand NC State comes with us to hell with Duke. They can go off and be in the whatever. Conference. What about Wake Forest? I mean, come on. <laughs> be real. I mean, come on. Wake Forest isn't even in the conversation. It's like, what about Cousin Jimmy? It's like, Cousin Jimmy will be fine. We're not, we're not worried <laughs> about Cousin Jimmy. He's a person, too, you know. <laughs> he is, and I'm sure he'll do just great down in Birmingham, Alabama. Hey. I thought you said that was a nice place to live. <laughs> He'll love it there. It'll be great. I was about to move there for love, and now, now I'm reconsidering <laughs> it. <laughs> She'll move here. Mine Bridge will open up a satellite office here. I mean, look at me. I, I, you can't tell me no woman would want to drop, move 10 hours north for this. <laughs> <laughs> but seven schools are meeting in private. They're trying to disband. They're trying to get away from us. How nervous are we all about that? Like, the thing is, like, I'm not even any more nervous than I was before, Ann. It feels like there's going to be a next gigantic shift in, in this conference realignment thing. And we already were kind of on the outside looking in, it felt like. So I, I, I don't really feel like our situation has changed. I mean, I mean we've already had a, a giant shift. That we just haven't actually seen, like, go into motion shit. I mean, right, but as far with as all like, the Pac-12 schools. As far in. as the ACC is concerned. Like, if we're going to lose, like, if there's a pecking order for the SEC and the Big 12, to take on a few more schools, like we're below. We already knew we were kind of below these schools and probably a couple from the Pac-12. The issue is, do we? I mean, are are we going to join up with the Big Twelve? Would we kind of fall into that and try to be like the third best conference? Um, I mean, that's that seems like the best option for us. It, I don't. It, I, I mean, yeah, I don't see. I mean, whether you believe the rumors or not, I mean, uh, whether how much to say Kentucky would have in Louisville going. To, I, just, I don't know. For some reason, I don't see it happening anyway. I don't either. Um, if we were going to go one of the two, I feel like it would probably be the Big Ten, and that seems like a well, I was like no Big Twelve, the Big Ten. But I think mm-hmm. of, the, of the two conferences that have already expanded, yeah, the most. I mean, I oh yeah, I mean, if you had to pick, but I just yeah, it's still. I mean, I know they don't they don't have their standards as high as it used to. I mean, Big Ten used to be mostly state schools only, but 
Right. I mean, they've kind of passed on that with you know USC and UCLA. I guess to you know. Yeah, I guess so. I'll take that back. I think if, if we were going to get into one of the two, it probably would be the SEC more than the Big Ten. Yeah, but I don't see either one of those happening. I don't either. The Big Twelve seems to be our best option if we have to have one, which would be not to, not to quote every senior high school senior yearbook, which I haven't received my yearbook yet in the mail. I <sighs> can't wait. I can't meet both, man. Uh, it's. <laughs> Uh, what a long straight trip it's been if we end up in the Big 12. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's why I said I want to quote every senior high. Because, I mean. Have a great summer. <laughs> what a long straight trip. What a long, <laughs> strange trip. I mean, the only thing more generic would be never change. <laughs> you be you. <laughs> but that's that, but that would be how weird, how weird would it be if we would end up in the Big 12. You know, 10 years, yeah. like, almost 10. I guess it's, it's been probably 10 years, hasn't it? It was, I mean, it was more than 10 now. It yeah. Like 2011, 2010. The whole West Virginia debacle yeah. and then, you know, what we're going to do. And, and now we end up just wasting our time and twiddling our thumbs in the ACC for a decade or so. And then now we're back in the Big 12. I just hate it. I mean, I, the ACC hasn't been. But the Big 12 really hasn't brought any big dogs in other than. Well, the, the ones they're bringing in this year. That's Yeah, but are they really big dogs? They, they help. They're not like UCLA, USC. Yeah, they're not big dogs. Exactly. They're but bringing. They're, the best of the AAC, basically, and what BYU and UCF. <laughs> yeah. Well, UCF was also in the. AAC. You're not helping the argument against the big dog. No, I'm, 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 again, I'm not saying <laughs> that, I, I, but I do think they're bringing in programs that have helped stabilize the, the conference, uh, stabilize the conference. Well, yeah, I mean, like Cincinnati helps, Houston helps. Like they'll be better in basketball because they bring in those programs. But yeah, sure. but bringing in anybody would always help. I mean, was there really a schools you could bring in that would hurt you? Well, sure. Who? I mean, if you brought in like Washington State, I don't think that that helps you. <laughs> if you bring in like Pacific, I don't well, think that, that may not help. It doesn't hurt. I think it absolutely hurts you. You think adding Pacific <laughs> to the conference? Well, Pacific, would not yeah, okay, I give Pacific. Washington State's not as bad. Washington <laughs> State would hurt your conference if you brought them in right now, for sure, in both the major sports. Mm. I think. I mean, Houston makes you a better basketball conference for sure. Cincinnati is on the uptick in basketball and just went to the college football playoff. Then Washington State's had a decent football team last year. Didn't they win 10 games? Or Washington won 10 games. I'm thinking of doing yeah, I mean, Washington State hasn't been good in anything for a while. They've got the they've got a quarterback, uh, Cameron, Cameron Ward. is pretty That's good. That's what they say. Any, anyways. Give no idea. See, the, see no, at, least no, no. I, at least I know about the no, program. I know who he is. Okay. I, I, I know that they have a, a guy who's supposed to be like the next big pick in the NFL draft, apparently. Um, but I'm just saying that like, we don't need to. Ha- but I'm laughing because we don't need to have to go on. It's like a, it should be a five second conversation that need, doesn't need to stretch into two minutes. Only one thing in my life to last five seconds. Oh, okay. Um, now I don't even know where we are. <laughs> Did you ever? Yes, at one point. <laughs> Yesterday. Three minutes ago. <laughs> a lot can happen in three minutes. I want the ACC Case to survive point. this. That, that's my whole my whole point <laughs> of this. Is I, I think ideally, I know the ACC hasn't been what we wanted it to be from at least our. Success standpoint. Do you want it to survive just because you finished one? I thought time. you were done. No. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I'm just asking. Do you want the AC to be survived because you want you like the AC, or are you just tired of moving? Both. I, I think the ACC as it exists right now is still the best case scenario for Louisville. I think it's still a it's the creme de la creme of basketball. Even though we haven't been the last couple of years, you still have two of the most powerful programs in the sport, and Louisville's right there behind them. I think the football is good, but not to the point where like you, it's not like the SEC where it's you look at the expenses and there's just there's no way for Kentucky to realistically compete for titles on any sort of non flash in the pan type basis. I think Louisville can compete with the upper echelon of the ACC on a consistent basis in football. I think it's best case scenario for Louisville right now is is the ACC somehow surviving this. That said, it doesn't help that you've got half the conference basically 
making an active attempt to jump ship. It doesn't make you feel confident in our ability to for this to be like a, a stable footing for the next 12 years or how, I guess 13 years with the grant of rights deal running out in 2036. I hope it does though. Like I, I think the next step, whatever it is, is going to be the one that decides where we're going. Like, cause you know, we're going to get UCLA and USC in the big 10. Now we're going to get the S- Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. The big 12 is adding schools for next season. What now? Like, cause we, we all kind of thought the next step was imminent and instead the dust has sort of settled and it's all just a bunch of talk. If the Big 12 and like the Pac-12 merge, you're in a really tough spot. If the big, if the ACC schools find a way to break off and do whatever they're going to do, then you've got to find you know, a port in the storm. But if it just kind of all holds still, we may have like four or five years here where there's just it's kind of business as usual, and we all just adjust to the new normal. But I don't. I mean, whatever the next step is, I think is when we're going to find out where we're going to go or where we're going to have to go or just how dire our situation is. One of the problems keeping the ACC alive is that you, to, to, to survive, you it's not just enough to fight and hold on to the teams you have. You have to add teams. Probably. And how are you going to add anybody to the ACC with what we just discussed and, and, and the, the situations they have? I mean, who's going to who's going to who's going to who's going to exactly. who's going to choose that? It was supposed and, to be. I mean, I guess stabilize the conference. Instead, it feels like a prison sentence. Yeah, I mean, no, no I mean, if you're. I'm trying. I mean, I, 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 don't get me wrong. The pickings are getting slim at this point. With, from what you know, since the Big Ten with UCLA and, and USC going to the Big Ten, and then you know Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. I mean, there, I mean, there are options out there. But I mean, how are you going to convince the Washington, you or know, Oregon. Or, or Oregon, or you know, or somebody else, short of just you know, I mean, or somebody even in the Big Twelve, like Oklahoma State, to like come over here with that kind of, I mean, they're not, they're not, they're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. It would have to be either a joining of the conferences, the big 12, yeah. and the ACC, or, I mean, I, I think that the, another likely scenario is the PAC 12, I mean, Oregon and Washington are kind of next up. If the big 12, the big 10 or the SEC are going to make another move. Like those are the two big cash cows out there on the West coast, well, especially with the, the, the regions that are in and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Those are the next two to go. So then it, after that, it really becomes a, just everybody kind of left in the PAC 12. And I think you wonder at that point if the Pac-12 tries to save itself or if the conference just dissolves and some of these teams go to the Big 12 and some go to the ACC. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that the if you're asking me to guess, and it's impossible to guess because it feels like every time that we think we have a handle on what's going on, there's a, a, a curveball. I think at some point you're going to see some sort of hybrid between the ACC and the Big 12. I think you will see like the the schools that are trying to leave will probably leave and go. I mean – Florida State and Clemson going to the SEC seems like a a, a no brainer. So does like, us, but I mean, but we're not going to like like they. I know. I'm just saying. I mean, when you talk about like just what seems logical, we would be right there with them as being logical to going to the SEC. I don't think we are. I think that most people see FSU and I mean FSU and Clemson seemed like, like everybody thinks that they're going to go. Like the next move is going to be them being gobbled up by the SEC. And then Carolina being a bidding war with the Big Ten and the SEC, like those are the three big names that are out there. I mean, I mean, I'd, I'd love to say that we have just as much of a football profile as Florida State and Clemson, but we don't. Um, so I think that those two, no, no, will, will make a jump. And then those other ACC, I mean, we're probably like seventh, eighth in the pecking order. So unless these conferences want to expand to like 24, 25, we're probably going to get left out of those two. And then it just kind of becomes, what do we do to, to to set ourselves in a position where we're in the third best conference? 
Because you can still win championships from the third best conference. I assume that if, if you had your choice between merging with what currently is today, these conferences, like Pac-12 minus the Southern Cal schools in, in Texas, Oklahoma, and Big 12, you would pick the Big 12 to merge with over the Pac-12? Yeah. And you can be in it. I think a a whatever's left of the ACC. I mean, they both have decent. They're both. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it depends if you're just talking football only perspective. But I yeah, mean, if you, if you're talking about whatever's left of the ACC with the Big Twelve, like that can be the best basketball conference of, of the Big Three if that happened. I mean, you'd have Kansas over there. You'd have some pretty high profile. I mean, Houston would be in in the Big Twelve now. You'd have some pretty high profile basketball programs, and also we'd still have Duke. So like you know. Basketball would be fine. Football, you're going to be behind the Big Ten and the SEC, but what's new about that? Like, you, yeah, you always we saw. <laughs> and with the expanded playoff now, it's not as much of a – like, you can make the expanded playoff from the third-best conference. You know, if we mm-hmm. finish first or second in this new Big 12 ACC hybrid, like, we're going to be in the playoff. So you, have, you probably have the same type of path to getting to the college football playoff, maybe even a little bit tougher because, you know, the playoff's going to be dominated by the Big Ten and the SEC schools – and then you're, they're going to have some group of five schools make the jump, but it's still the same kind of setup. It's just different. Like we should, like there's no making the move to a Big Twelve ACC hybrid should have no effect on our ability to win national titles or compete for national titles in basketball, right? Same same advantages in recruiting, same access to the NCAA tournament, same same everything. Just opponents are different, conference is different. Football, it's going to be a little bit harder, but that's it's already going going to get harder. Yeah, but it's still not going to be. I mean, it's harder. I mean, you've got Baylor and Oklahoma State are always good programs. I mean, the, I mean they've got some football schools still left. Sure. I mean, but you know, it would still be. I think the conference overall. I mean, Baylor and Oklahoma State probably aren't as good as FSU and Clemson on an annual basis. Certainly not Clemson. Well, they've been better. I mean, both been better than FSU in the last probably five ten years, with the exception of the one national title year, which is a big thing. Which how, how long goes that though? Well, they won the title in 2013, and then they went to the playoff in 2014. So okay, yeah. but, but um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State kind of got robbed out of a playoff. I think in that span, and has Baylor made the playoffs? They made it. They, they made the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's safe. They both been as successful, if not probably better winning percentages, definitely in the last ten years, despite that one national title year. Yeah, because after that, remember after that, I mean, but I still think overall the profile of, of Florida State, the history now, really yeah, the team. history, yeah, that's where you can't argue because Baylor was nothing until 20 years ago. Five one two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton Sex line. Um, let's see. Texas RIP to the Alliance. We had a good run. <laughs> the Alliance did every form. I'll never forget that press release they put out there. It was great. Um, what a weird Twitter day, too, by the way. Why? Well, just we we talked about you know briefly Martha Stewart's on the cover of SI now at eighty one, and now I'm just seeing they're apparently. Uh, Showtime has decided to re- redo Weeds and Nurse Jackie because it's the last two times they've had decent shows. <sighs> Weeds got bad too at the end. Weeds was awful the last few yeah, seasons. We don't need to bring it back. I never watched Nurse Jackie, so I can't talk. But Weeds after like the third season was just bad. Uh, Texas, do you think that U of is being left out of the other school from the other schools in the ACC because of the scandals and the bad press the past several years? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, think about the seven schools that we're talking about here are all like, like they're all longer term ACC members. I know FSU wasn't an original member, no, um, but it's one of the oldest that came out in 91. Right. It, it, it's, it's been a, a member of the program uh, of the conference for a long, long time. Like Clemson's, I mean, not, not Clemson, Syracuse isn't in there either. Pitt's not in there either. Um, like we kind of fall under that umbrella. I, I think it's more about, you've got the 
the old schools that have been the biggest names in football that are banding together with their in-state conference rival and then also Clemson because Clemson's been the power in the sport for the last you know, five, six years. I mean, Boston College has been there as long as Miami has, and they're yeah, not going to get, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just it's everyone else is going to be left out. Now, if we'd come in here and like killed it in football for the last nine years, if, we, if we'd if we been like as good as Clemson's been in the last nine years since we joined the ACC, would we be a part of the crew? Yeah, probably, but that's the way that it yeah, goes. It's like an NC State. Yeah, yeah, NC State would be, they'd be like, whatever, get out of here. <laughs> Join Wake Forest. Why is NC State? I mean, you know, NC State's the hanger on that just shows up. It's like, oh, and Jimmy's it's like here. like the little, the little brother, I hate to term. Really kind of hang like, I, I feel like it's the Canadian little brother from South Park. Sherman, <laughs> what the are you doing here? That's them at the party, showing up. That's a great reference. Trevor, all right, Kyle, Sherman, what the are you doing here? Texas said, or, uh, TJ says, 10 hours to Birmingham. Goodness, Trevor. Birmingham is a nice place, very similar to Louisville. Okay with TJ. Not whatever he's in SEC, dude. Birmingham sucked. Texas, I propose new terminology for the text line lexicon, the Trevor quotient. It applies to the concept, idea, or recollection that is 80% accurate and 20% wildly false and misleading. I love the big guy. But 80% is all, I mean, that's the majority. It's all you need, right? If, if, if that if the other twenty percent were just like mildly right, it'd be it'd be fine. But then it's just you know. I mean, how can how can only twenty? How can it be right if it's only twenty percent? <laughs> it's there. You go. Well said. Put that on a t-shirt or a jersey, whichever you want to call it. Texas, as a guy that moved from Louisville to Alabama, I'm never going back to Louisville. Wow, you lived yeah. in the wrong part of Louisville. Yeah, great. I mean, I've I've never lived in Alabama. I mean, I've been to Birmingham multiple times, but. but <laughs> I'm sorry, this is the best I actually got today. Similar to that guy going through a rough stretch, I also am going through a rough stretch, but it started when the Big X came into my life. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. It's a great text. You're welcome. Texture says, if you guys quit talking about shirt categories, I will I will unbleep Trevor's mom on behalf of all texters. <laughs> Come on. Texture says, just tell Trevor that the T and T-shirt stands for the, as in the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, we make more money than every one of the Magnificent Seven and anyone else in the ACC. Imagine our revenues in the SEC. Do we? I mean, I know we I do. I mean, aren't we fortunate enough to be involved in a group called the Magnificent Seven anyway? Yeah, we, we do in men's <laughs> basketball, I know. But if, if we're talking about it, I mean, our apparel deal with Adidas is is the highest you know, paying apparel deal in, in college sports. So if we're talking that into account, but if it's just like season revenue, I don't think that we do because football is not up there. Damn, but I can't. There's no way you can convince me North Carolina is like hand, making hand over fist in football money. No, but they've got the Nike stuff. And NC State's the same. And NC State, NC State, prob- State, yeah. NC State probably does better North Carolina in football money. NC State's along with North, for the, the North Carolina ride. Like, that's that's all they are. There's no reason to have NC State. I mean, the Big Ten is not frothing at the mouth to add NC State football. Don't get me. Sorry, I've watched enough. I've watched us play home in Virginia every other year. They're not making hand over fist in football either. Yeah. There's no, I mean, they have less crowds than we do half the time. Texture says, uh, good news is your smile won't scare away, Trev. Bama residents don't have any teeth either. Ah, see? Texture says, look at the link. This is NCAA finances and revenue expenses by school. This is from 2021. Uh, Louisville does rank 16th on this list in terms of total revenue. Between like what all sports? 
I'm guessing so. So we're right behind. Sixteenth in the Iowa. country or sixteenth in the sixteenth in the country. Okay. We're the we're the highest revenue producing member of the ACC. Clemson's twenty uh, second. Florida State's twenty third. Well, there you go. All right. Yeah. So I mean, suck it. Take us. Yeah. Suck it. Everybody. That's why we're not getting invited because we're, we're making too much money. We're too yeah, rich. We're They're too cool. Yeah. They don't want us. They're, they they want to break away from us. I'm sorry we're so rich and we're so handsome that we make other schools embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. What was the scene in the... Where's NC State? What, what's the Gretchen girl mean girls are doing the thing? She's like, I'm sorry I'm just so popular and pretty and everyone hates me. <laughs> NC State's 48th. Come on. Get out of here. Who's last? I don't know if it gets maybe Boston College, I would say. The least revenue producer in all of Division One. The last on this list. Oh, no, I was going to say ACC, but yeah. Coppin State from the MEAC. Poor Coppin State. <laughs> Uh, ACC, that's a good question. Uh, Boston College would be one of my guess, too. Boston College and Syracuse come to mind. Now, keep in mind, these are only from public institutions. The well, other, the Boston Colleges and Syracuse aren't on there, then. Yeah, so you only we only know the schools that are releasing their records. So they, they only have 10 ACC schools on this list. Um, that many private schools in our state? I guess so. The lowest ranked out of this is Georgia Tech. 50th overall. And they're, NC State's second lowest. <laughs> So, but not included would be what uh, Duke, Boston College, Syracuse. That's so. Who else is a private school other than those three? Uh, let's see. Wake Forest isn't. Wake's not on here. Wake Forest a private school? I guess they are. I had no idea. I didn't know that. Miami is though, isn't it? Miami is. Yeah, Miami is. Okay, yeah, right. Because that's that's four, and Wake Forest would be five, and then who's that? Vatek's not. Virginia's um, not. It's not. Vatek is. Vatek's on the list. Virginia's on the list. Carolina, NC State, Georgia Tech, um, Clemson, Florida State, Louisville. Oh, they count Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. There you go. Tech says we're going to become an independent in football and become a powerhouse. Wouldn't hate it. I mean, Schnellberger would be happy to see it. Before we go to break, tell. Tell the story that you told me off, off air about what <laughs> part of your weekend. Okay, so one thing I did I'm alone in thinking that this is you are way too nice. In this <laughs> so I I didn't the one thing I didn't include over my weekend trip was a also I got a I got a drunk dial from TJ Walker. Nice. Who called me like midnight Saturday, just like totally wasted. He's like, just want to call and talk. I'm like, okay. God bless TJ. I mean. I was a little offended that he said he called Scoots first and woke him up, and then he called me. But you know, okay, I'll take sloppy seconds. Not, I'm not, not like it's beneath me. And I miss drunk dollar. <laughs> if I got drunk and I was going to drunk dollar, you'd probably be the top of the list because you're the only person I think I know would be awake. <laughs> he and you are not the first people to tell me that. Okay, yeah. I've gotten like I have friends live on the west coast that would call me at like one in the morning, and be like, "Why are you calling me?" Just cause. But I was kind of excited because honestly, I don't get a lot of people calling me just to chat, like. Nine out of ten people that call me want calls anymore. Yeah, yeah, they want some. So it was kind of a nice relief to to get a call from someone just to say, "Hey, I just want to call and say, hey, let's you know shoot the breeze, yada yada." Uh Which leads into my next call I got that night. So right before he called me, my cousin calls me, and my Olivia, and uh, (laughs) she calls me up and she's like, "Hey, just curious, like I'm about to, I'm, I'm at Joe's. We're about to go." Uh, she's friends with this, these people that live right behind me, uh, behind my house, kind of catty corner by my house, one street over. He's like, we're going to go over and hang out for like an hour or so and, you know, do yada yada. There's a drink for you. She had plenty of them, trust me. And uh, I was wondering if you'd give me a ride home. 
like in an hour. I'm like, yeah, not too, you know, just, she's had some DUIs, some, 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 she's wrecked a couple cars. She doesn't live far. She just lives over like maybe five minutes down the road over by the Ford plant. I'm like, okay, that's, that's fine. No problem. So then like 45 minutes later, she calls me. She's like, hey, I'm, I'm about ready. I was like, all right, cool, I'll be over in a minute. Go pick her up. Uh, and as soon as she gets in the car, it's like, do you mind if we go pick up my friends? Cause they're staying with me. They're from Tampa. They're in town. They're over at this, this Airbnb. Can we go pick them up? Because they're going to stay with me. And I'm like, yeah, it's no problem. So I was like, where's that? It's like Bowman Field. I'm like, okay. So we get out there, waiting in the car for about 20 minutes for them to come out. Air Devil's in? Yeah, <laughs> near that area, actually, yeah. And I'm waiting like 20 minutes for them to come out. They get in the car. And she's like, can we stop at Taco Bell? Mm. Like, yeah, it's not bad. Okay. Do you want anything? I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. We get to talk about $40-something worth of order. My cousin's just hammered drunk. She's like, let me get a Mexican pizza combo. And like, there was like 10 things. And then we get through there. Do we stop at White Castle? I'm like, well, you know, at this point, what the hell not? So let's stop White Castle, get some White Castle. Then I take them all home. It's like a, it's like an hour and a half journey of this entire trip. Maybe almost two hours because White Castle was like 30 minutes. Now, listener, at this point, Try in your mind to determine how old you think this person is. My cousin, yes. Because I have different age cousins. And then, Trevor, you tell us now how old this person She's is. She's 36. Married. Which did lead me to the question. Like, I asked her. I was like, why didn't you call Nate, uh, her husband? I was like, why didn't you call him? Yeah. And he, his profession, he is a high school referee. He does officiating for, like, high school and stuff. And he said he had, like, a tournament or something. He was outside all day today, a referee in. And so he was asleep. I feel like you're you're too nice here. <laughs> I feel like you're way too nice here. At a certain point, I mean, I don't mind, but it's just like it's because I mean, hand up when she called me, I was pretty baked. <laughs> so I'm like, like Uber exists at this point. I, know it. <laughs> I think when you get to a certain age, it's like asking friends to help you move. Oh, now that's when you yeah. when you reach a certain age, like you are. You're you're old enough. Hire your movers. You can't get away with the like. We're gonna have pizza and beer here for you. Like that's a 25 year old moving thing. Yep. When you get to like 30, at a certain point, it's like, all right, I'm moving houses. I it's on me to take care of this. I'll hire movers. I'll rent the U-Haul myself. I'll you know I'll do this stuff. Like you can't ask. I think drunk rides home, unless you're like again married or if it's like a special circumstance or if I'm like the, the, the designated driver or something in the group, like hanging yeah. out with them or something, this which is very I much a like 24 year old request or like a 22 year old request to like a 28, 30 year old. Cousin. It did give me a flashback to college days at Western, you know, somebody, somebody called me up, Hey, can you pick us up a dark star? Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, we know you're, we know you may be, you know, stone, but you're not drunk. That's a very twenties type thing yeah. to, to, to do. That story is very much like when I was like 23, 24, 25, I think you put certain things in your past when you when you get to a certain age. I think this probably should have been put. In the now, for, I mean, because originally though the original plan and request because she was being because she was staying. I mean, because she was hanging out with some friends that were just one block over from me in my neighborhood, and like I said, she lives like not far from where I live by the port. I mean, it's like a five minute drive back and forth. Yeah, picking up the friends and then the, the fast food. But then like the, then the throwing up panic, and she wanted me to take her car. She was like, "Do you mind just driving my car?" I'm like. Well, how the hell am I going to get home? Yeah, that's not. I, I was like, what, what do you want me to? It's like, we can just take your, my car back to your house. I'm like, no. No, I don't I don't want to be driving. I don't even know your car. Like, it's, it's weird for to drive a car I don't know. 
Well, I don't know if you have enough room. You have the same car I have. Well, God love you. You're a good Samaritan. Here. <laughs> Text line, let me know if you agree or disagree. I think that that's... Should I have just hit ignore on the phone call? I think Trevor was too nice in this situation. Let me know if I'm just being too mean. 502-414-1450. We'll come back, and we will talk about that. And we'll also wrap up the show and look ahead to tonight's big action in the NHL. Huge one. With the crackdown, baby. Dragon time. Prediction time coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Some kind of way out of here Said a joker to the thief There's too much confusion I can't get no relief Businessman there Drink my wine Plowman dig my earth Back in final segment here of the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1459 won the Big X. We haven't got a chance to talk about this yet. So real quickly, I saw Brett McMurphy put out his initial 2023 college football bowl projections. He has Louisville taking on Auburn in the Gator Bowl. Pretty sexy. I don't mind that. That'd be a nice little uh, New Year's Day bowl. That game. Gator Bowl last one was the Marcus Vickens, right? Um, Did we go back. Since I think or? we played. That was the game. It was the Tax Layer Bowl. Same game. We played LSU there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, I'm pretty sure that's right. I think eight yards. Once, literally, once I, I spoke those words, I thought there was somebody in between. But yeah. I think there was a period of time where they called it like just the tax later bowl. And like, it, like now they've done the thing, which I'm fine with the sponsors. I get that these bowl games are trying to make as much money as possible, but keep like make it the whatever Gator Bowl, right? Like the, the taxlayer.com gate. Like keep the actual name of the bowl game in the title so I don't get confused. Because Gator Bowl, I always remember being. It was like the early game on New Year's Day yeah. featuring an ACC team. And I lost track when it was like the tax later, you know. Then they should they should go all original bowl. bowl games, but just throw the sponsor in front of it. Yeah. I'm you can, I mean, we've done that with stadiums for the most part, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. That's just, yeah, because otherwise it just gets so confusing. I'm seeing now the, the, the arrangements they have at the KFCM Center tonight, the celebration of Denny Crum's life, which is going to happen at 7 p.m. You can stream it on the ACC Network Extra the Watch ESPN app, um, unfortunately not available on local TV, which is silly. But there is a Cavill Cemetery. Denny had his actual funeral this afternoon, uh, and the burial, I guess, took place this afternoon as well. And there was a big U of L banner at Cavill Cemetery. Had a bunch of roses at the gate, a la the Muhammad Ali procession from a few years ago. So I've seen the visual via WLKY, which is very cool. So it'll be another emotional night at the KFCM Center as a lot of people say goodbye to the Hall of Famer, the the godfather of Louisville men's basketball, uh, Denny Crum. On a much, much less important note, we were talking <laughs> before the break about Trevor's escapades this weekend, <laughs> him playing drunk driver to a, a 36-year-old cousin and her friends and taking her to fast food. Uh, the whole scenario was just TK being way too nice. Uh, and I asked the text line what they think. Let's get some thoughts. 
Uh, Texture says the most shocking part of the part of the story is that Trevor turned down free taco. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of glossed right over that part. <laughs> I didn't have fun telling them and the pe- telling the people out of town about Taco Bell girl though. That's when we stopped that. Yeah, story. I was like, yeah, there's a, there's someone here I thought was my love of my life, but turned out had a dong. Texture says, <laughs> says, Jesus Christ, Trevor, she's a married adult. That's her problem. I, mean, <laughs> I would be like if if my wife like was in this situation like I would feel like she would just call me and I'd be like okay like, I'll get up like you're gonna let me sleep in tomorrow here's the thing I know though like as I asked why she just didn't call her husband but like I know like gotta love my cousin when she, when she gets really hammered she can uh she tends to get in fights with her husband oh boy so I could see him being like I'm just not gonna answer the phone or I'm not she's just not gonna bother yeah. calling him and stuff so I, I could just see that being different a issue altogether. Yeah, but she, she no, she was pure drunk mode. She's just going rambling on and on and on about everything. It was hilarious. Texas said I got a DUI leaving Dark Star twenty years ago. Lol. <laughs> he should have called me. Dark Star's not around anymore, unfortunately. You said she was at Joe's though, right? The- oh no, this this situation, she was at Joe's. Yeah, yeah. I believe that's where she said she was. They had gone to um, the people, her friends from Tampa, were in town because their friend from up here was like, I guess graduated from U of L over the weekend. Yeah, and uh, that's why they were here. Yeah. And that's why they she was she had been drinking since like five o'clock. She said, "I used to love Dark Star." And she, Great yeah, Dark Star was that's where the all you could drink on Thursdays was at, at Western. They had there was one on Frankfurt Avenue here for a long time, and they had great ping pong. I remember that. I didn't. I just knew the I just knew the one on uh, in over in downtown Western. Um, Plumby Bro one. I don't. She just texted me. I thought she was listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I got nervous. I looked down. I saw her name on my phone. I'm like, she's like, no way she's listening. <laughs> she was asking about my mom's reservation for a spa day. Wow. This is a KRC text from Plumbing Bro 1. It says, TJ, you totally strike me as that kid in the middle of June who would absolutely floor it on the bike trying to chase down the ice cream truck before it left the neighborhood. <laughs> the sound of the bells coming around the neighborhood was high-level stuff. Adrenaline hit a different level. And then he said, do you guys have pegs on the back of your bikes growing up? I did not. I did not either. I, never, I, I thought that. I used to make fun of people did that. I thought that was stupid. Um, I, I guess, I mean, for whatever reasons. The ice cream truck thing, though, it's still. If I hear it now, to this day, like I'm still like, oh, and then I'm like, oh, I don't. Know. I, I told. I think was it, was that doing this show with KCO over there when like, I haven't had an ice cream truck come in my neighborhood. I feel like in years, and I think it was this last summer that like they purposely. I watched them purposely not come down my street. Yeah, I'm like, first of all, big mistake. I feel like I think Julia Roberts. You know, like walking in after she got her credit card, like, huge, huge, huge mistake. And I, and I I don't know if it's what it is. Like I haven't seen an ice cream truck actually. I'll hear the bells like in the in the distance. And if I had more energy, I probably would go hunt it down because God, I miss the ice cream man. Not just not just Master P or yeah. you know David Lee Roth. Texas, like, I agree with Mike. The only drunk uh, I'm giving rides to is my wife's younger sister. She calls us for rides because she's in high school. I'd still prefer to give her a ride than have her possibly get in a car with a drunk teenager. I mean, I mean, I guess I had the same mindset. So she's not in high school; she's thirty six. She she can afford Uber. Oh yeah, yeah. She makes yeah. Yeah, it's on your phone. It's easy these days. <laughs> I can afford Uber. Yeah. <laughs> Texas in the second hour. What was Trevor going for with the analogy of bringing your wife flowers while she was in bed with three men? I I didn't want to go down that road <laughs> more than we had to. Bring it up tomorrow. We'll do. We'll break it down. <laughs> Texas says, "Cool, Mike, like the hippie bar." Darkstar was not a hippie bar. 
I mean, at least the people that I went there with were, were definitely not hippies. Well, the one in West Bowling Green had the different layers. Like I said, you had like the ones, the main part was like like live bands and the there was like a country part, I think. Or I'm trying to think what that there was a place like that in Lexington that would have those deals. Like, yeah, the Dark Star here was very different. It was it was very much not like a up tempo like college bar. No, this was a college. Yeah, this was. What was the place that we used to do Lexington? I'd go when I visit UK. One place Lexington it was Two Keys. I went to two keys several times, but this was like a, it's not around anymore. And like, they had all you can drink Friday special. It was like $10 and like they would come around, but it was like, it was like that like different levels. Like mm. there was like a band, one area it was like, kind of like a dance club. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Cl- like a DJ in the, on the basement doing like different yeah. genres. Yeah. Yeah. Same text says, where's the hippie bar in 2023? I need a girlfriend. I mean, if you were looking There's for a, a hippie, wouldn't you go to like one of those fake smoke, smoke bars, like hookah bars or something? Any bar in Germantown, I think will, uh, provide that for you i don't think i can hang out with somebody who goes to a hookah bar though that, that smokes the flavored tobacco it's like i just want to kick you in the groin Texas, the other schools to, to the other six schools to nc state get in loser we're going conference shopping <laughs> Texas, that if it all if it all had to end for trevor at least it ended in an arby's freezer away from the condiments <laughs> damn skip away from the condiments texas says i'm curious if we or josh heard know that we're that key eighth team and trying to build whatever negotiating leverage we can. I'm sure Josh is trying to do whatever he can. I'm sure he's in contact with the right people. At the end of the day, there's only so much you can do. I mean, Louisville's not steering the ship here, which sucks, but it's... We should be. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it was in the Jurch situation where it was very clearly one spot, two teams, us versus UConn, market yourself. Like, we... First of all, we don't even know what the next shoot and drop is. And secondly, like we're not in that same position of power in this round, unfortunately. I would say NC State getting picked over us in the situation would be kind of like we would think maybe kind of like when we thought we lost to Wake West Virginia, but it turned out we thought we actually won in the long run getting to the ACC. Yeah. But here we are now, maybe hoping to join join them back in the Big Twelve. <laughs> More things change. Yeah. Texas says legally, doesn't it seem like conferences circumvent some collusion laws? Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, they're, they're basically trying to like figure out if there's any way to get out of this legally binding contract, which there's sounds gotta be a way. They've been talking about this for a year, though. Like, it had to have been like an airtight deal because we've been hearing the same topic of conversation for a year, and nobody has found anything so far. I love the ACC. They're like, "You're not leaving. We're not gonna let you leave." <laughs> when did we become the girl in the hole for the Lambs? Texas, this is Kirby. He says, uh, couple, I don't know if this is a text for us or not, but a couple things. Dave's season two is a slow build, but great ending. It left me in tears. I've not started season three, but a, a what? Dave. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I agree with season two, though. Got, definitely got better as it went on. And he says, two, the big deal about Ja isn't flashing guns, but he also had that weird situation where him or someone in his car allegedly put a red dot on a fan's head outside the arena after being kicked out with him confirmed in the car. Where there's smoke, there's fire. It's hard to imagine a team wanting to invest hundreds of millions of dollars in that guy. I mean, I don't know. I just thing is, he, I mean, has he actually broken? Any, I mean, he hasn't like been arrested for anything, really. Has I don't he? Think so? No. I mean, there's. I just. I don't know. I, I just. I think the issue. The, I'm not saying you should. You shouldn't. The gun in in the club. I, I, I get you. Know, take some backlash for it, but I mean, if you're just. I think the last part of his, his sentence, his, his statement is true. Like, yeah, the legal ramifications are non-existent here. But if you are a franchise, I mean, because the whole thing is after the last suspension, remember he takes time to himself. He goes to like some sort of like treatment facility to, to improve his mental health, to 
you know, he, he gives interviews about how he struggles with this this newfound fame and all this stuff. And then he has this incident like right after coming back and playing again. If you're a franchise out there that may be thinking of investing, like the texture says, hundreds of millions of dollars, like that's going to give you pause at this point. It just seems like a like, – like you said earlier, you may not agree with weed rules in the NBA or whatever mm-hmm. – but if you know it's a rule, I know I've had I've used that argument myself. Right. So it, I know he I mean. just seems like if he's not going to do it, like what else is he not going to do? If we're going to give him all this money to help us, hopefully win a world championship. I blame the fact he got sent to Memphis. He was a good kid till then. Texas says I have no problem with Trevor giving her a ride home, but the constant changes to the initial terms of the verbal contract are a problem. That I agree with. It's one of those you know like you 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 you've got somebody to agree to do something, and then you're just like you're gonna keep throwing. You, they, you knew right away. I've got a buddy that does is horrible about that. He uh, he does it all the time. Like he'll be like, "Yo, can you can I, you know, you do a favor A for me," knowing he's going to ask for B, C, and D as yeah, well. He's, he's going to wait until the last minute to where I'm like, put me in the awkward situation. Of, then what am I going to do? Be like, "No, get out of the car." Like, no, I'm not stopping to talk about wave. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I mean, at one point though, when she was suggesting it, I was like, "You do know they have DoorDash available and Uber." I've, I've ordered DoorDash from Taco Bell like one in the morning, just just too stoned, not want to drive up there. I mean, and that's the thing is like, one, hey, Uber drivers would stop there, right? You're married, like this, is, this should be a request that is like husband only or like you know somebody else like, in a similar position. Well, in in fairness, she did drunkenly keep telling her friends how I was her best friend and favorite cousin, though. Well, that's nice. That's, I don't know. If it Were was any much. of her friends single? <laughs> no, it was well, a married couple. That's not fun. That's not. That That's sucks, too, because she's had some hot friends. She could hook you up. That's the least she could do after this. <laughs> but, yeah, the cha- if it were just her going to pick you or you going to pick her up because she knows that you live very close to her and you're, you're very close to the area, all that stuff, then – that's one thing. Initially, wasn't a big deal, yeah. But the picking up our friends, going to two different fast food places, like that's that's too much when you're 36, especially. Like that that would be something that I would have the gall to do if I was hammered drunk at like 23. But as a, I can't imagine myself doing that now. Who would, do you know who you would call if you were going to call somebody in this situation, not Mary? Besides, probably my sister. Okay. It would be, it would be family at least. Yeah. I mean, should I at least give her credit for this that we are family? I mean, this isn't just like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this isn't just like a random associate. Like, it would take like, TJ call me to like just, just shoot the, shoot the bleep, uh, bleep. Like, he wouldn't call me like to be like, hey, can you come pick me up and give me a ride home from like, you know, our place or something? Which I probably would if you'd ask me, but. No, you're a nice guy. We're not placing that far. And TJ didn't live far. Somebody sent in a Darth Vader gif where he goes, I'm altering the deal. Pray I don't alter any further. It just says, <laughs> that's Trevor's cousin. I was going to say, is that her cousin or the ACC? Or like, we won't alter the deal any further. My favorite part is they're from, so our friends are from Tampa, and my, my small talk is all limited to sports. So they get in the car, and I'm like, so y'all, you know, Bucks fans, they don't care what bleep about any sport such a terrible moment. they're like they're like no I'm the same way they're like no i'm like lightning they're like what i'm like raised like are they still there i'm like oh god this is gonna be a long trip i told you when it's we were, be a long drive when we were in ireland i saw a guy walk by wearing a stony brook seawolves pullover <laughs> and i was like they had this really good player at the time and i was like jamil warney baby and he was like he's like he's like what and i was like jamil warney and he's like what i was like stony brook he's like what i was like <laughs> You've got a really good basketball player named Jamil Moore. He was like, I don't I don't follow basketball. I was like, I'm so sorry I said anything. I mean, that's one of the good things about us is like we our love of sports has enabled us to like find small talk with anybody from wherever they're at. Yeah. Like any part of the nation. Like anytime I get like on a you know, telemarketing call, I'm like, 
I always love to ask where they're at. I was just, I don't know why. I just like, when I have to call like inside or something like, where are you? And they're like, Minnesota or Michigan or whatever. And I'm always like, go right to sports. So yeah. it is awkward when they're I like, know. we don't watch sports. Real quick, the last text oh, of the day. Yeah. Texture says, uh, late to the convo, but I had a cousin ask me to drive her to the airport once while neglecting to let me know that she meant the Cincy airport. Oh. She's lucky I didn't have anything to do that day. That's bad. That's, no, that's say that to me. <laughs> right. We got to get out of here a little bit early today because we got, or quickly today, because we got the Dan McDonald coaches oh, yeah. show coming up from six to seven. You can hear that uh, right on our sister station, 970 WGTK. So, real quick, eight today, eight o'clock tonight on ESPN, Kraken Stars, game seven. TK, who you got? Part of me wants to pick the Kraken to win, but I kind of feel like I'm going to do like I did in the first round. I didn't think they were going to beat the Avalanche in game seven. Uh-huh. I thought they'd lose. We, we both picked them to lose game six. Or game five. I thought they would game six. I thought there would be a game seven in the series. I'm going stars, though, four to three. Are you ready for this? I'm just doing this as like an opposite thing. I'm taking the Kraken. You're going Kraken? Kraken love the road in game sevens. They've never lost one in franchise history. I think their coach, though, is like, I think they dropped the stat. Their coach is like six and oh in in game seven playoffs. There it is. It's happening. I'm cheering for him tonight. Go Kraken. Beat the stars. Everyone have a fantastic Monday. Enjoy the Denny Crumb celebration of life. We love you, Denny. Go Cards. We'll see you guys tomorrow at three o'clock.